just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. Champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ. That's my only Jadakus thing. We play. We, we played ourselves into this. It, it is. <laughs> my God. One hundred weeks, right? Hundred episode. One hundred of the A Show. You are here Whew. with the kings, the century kings of pro wrestling podcasts. This is Justin and Meals for the 100th time. We started this podcast two years ago. Uh, I was working for all. No, I wasn't working for the All Deaf Digital yet, was I? I don't I was, remember where you were working for at that point. <laughs> I, it was between. I start, we started this show. Maybe the hundreds. Maybe. No, 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 no. It was 2017. It, I, it was. It was. Uh, it was right when I was coming off of uh, traveling with Wale. That's when we started this show. Oh, that is true. That is true. So that is post uh, whatever agency you were at that we yeah. won't discuss yeah. um, after that. And yeah. then before. But yes, it was it was two years ago. We started this entire thing. Wow. M- mind you, by the way, we were recording this at SmackDown. It's going off air. So all I'm watching this and this is very interesting. But yes, two years ago. We started the show. We started it. Uh, it the, I think everyone who's listened to this podcast knows the story at this point where I initially didn't want to do the show. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, you know, Justin kind of coerced me into actually agreeing to do the show. Um, first couple episodes were kind of shaky. We we're talking. <laughs> I would say, you know, I, you know what? I'll say this. I really love the first few episodes, minus me talking on a phone and you recording on a microphone of me talking through a phone. Yeah. I love myself on that. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to myself all the time. I was like, yo, I sound smart and all this other shit like that. But that's, I mean, just 100 weeks, man. It's so crazy that it's been 100 <clears throat> weeks, like consistently 100 weeks. Did you think that would be kind of how we got to this point? Because doing this for 100 weeks is no week after week. After week after week, yeah, very little breaks. I mean, it's been a hundred weeks li- straight. Even sick, upset, sad, depressed. There are times when unemployed, we, employed, unemployed, employed. Like there are times when we have sat here and you know done this before we even got on mic. We've been upset, or we've been going through something, or we've been sick, or we've been. You know, I think between the both of us, me and you've only missed one episode. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I think even even the times where it's like, okay, I couldn't make the full episode. I at least wanted to try to make some things. But we haven't really missed the we've we've made it uh 
I feel like this is just a, a very cold, very, very cold intro, but I feel like we've, we've made it our priority no matter what to do this podcast because we both loved it and the, the, the train of professional wrestling never stops. Yeah, For the last and- hundred weeks we've been doing this like there's no off season there's always a bit of news even when the news is mundane there's an interesting you know part to the news and things like that um it's we managed a- to make it we managed to make it hot and cool and like every single week we managed to find an angle somewhere where we couldn't find it in other podcasts we've done like when i started podcasting i was doing it by myself talking into a mic every single week I feel like that's not podcasting. I feel like that is. <laughs> that is. Well, it, that's what it was in the beginning, Talking though. To yourself, but yeah, I mean, yes, I agree. I agree. I remember that you used to do. So you used to do that. You used to do things with plus. Shout to a plus. Yeah, um, I, I, I remember because I used to. Fine. You would record it and you would upload it to Audio Mac. I remember yeah. those days. And I, I was trying to find a moment. Like I was trying to find a you know, something that would keep me going and something that would like keep me focused. And like, I don't know what this, like, I don't know what this says about me or if it says, you know, I don't know what this says about me, but like, I've had this show through what, three relationships. Uh, It definitely says more about you than it says about me. Countless, like, but I've had this show. It's been like a constant, you know, like it's, it's been constant in my life. And I think that shows my dedication more than anything. Yeah. It does say something about me. Like, Nothing has kind of broken my commitment and our commitment to this show and bringing and bringing two African-American men, you know, to the forefront and saying this is what we do. And I to me, I never cared about like the numbers, but like we we do what we do. And I look at the impact we've had, like love it or hate it, like people respect this show and I, I love them for it. You know, I think. Having the perspective of just bringing an entertaining kind of light to professional wrestling in such a very cynical um, world where it's just like we can laugh about things like legitimately we can laugh. We can, you know, you better back up like we can laugh about (laughs) things like this instead of just making it so like, you you, you know, you listen to the Meltzers and the Wrestle Observers radio and they're all talking about like burying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Vince wanted to like. We've never, I don't think any of us on this show have just been like, yo, Vince wants to bury this or Vince wants to bury that. And this is how we should do things. And this is how, like, we legitimately just bring our own perspective. And we're just like, yo, this is our take on this. Could things Mm -hmm. be better? Yeah, probably things could be better at the time. But you know what? Let's make the best out of this. Let's turn, let's take a a, a mundane pay-per-view card and make it interesting and give our takes on it. Let's take, you know, they're having an off week. Baron Corbin's on top. Oh God, the cops! Is the hundredth episode already? It's a constant. Uh, yeah, it's it's a constant. One constant on the A show. The it's me and you and the cops, <laughs> or your or your uh in the winter your uh your gender your your heat like, right. banging. Um, <laughs> that is true. I'm surprised you figured that out. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's. But no, it's like we 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 want to do these things and we want to provide our own our kind of alternative takes on it, and we try to bring sort of an entertainment value to this entire deal. We don't we're not really trying to like read you guys the news. To be honest with you, like you that you can find that on 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 dirt sheets, you can find that on everything. But to provide our perspective, a fresh perspective and a funny perspective as well, it's kind of what I take pride in because I feel like 
the wrestling fan base is just so cynical and Twitter is kind of like this toxic environment where things go on and, and, and all these other and these discussions are had. Well, let's have a fun discussion between friends. So, you know, this podcast is that we've been through it all. We've been through the highs. We've been through interviewing WWE superstars. We've been through the lows of practically like us trying to pitch that for this episode and it not going through. Um, but we've, we've, you know, we've done it. We've done, I don't want to say we've done it all in a hundred episodes, but we've, we've certainly, I feel like created a standard and I've told you what my dream for this podcast is or show. I want it eventually to be like an actual show. Like I want it. I feel like. Can we talk about what we wanted to do for 100? Yeah, we can talk about it. We can talk about it as, as, uh, in a few minutes, we'll bring on our first guest. Yeah, before we we'll we'll call up our first guest. So, um, originally, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna fly out to New York on the secret tip," and the the major thing we're gonna do for 100 is that me and you are gonna like finally see each other face to face. Because I've never like I've met everyone in RNC except like you, Mills. <laughs> Everybody. That's a lie. You haven't met them all. <laughs> I, well, I mean, he's he's new. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like new, like, like solid, like, like people that have been there from the beginning. You've been there from the beginning. I've known you since 2013. 2014? Like, it, was, it was late 2013 going into the chat. Like you, you, I knew you from Twitter in 2013. Oh, I mean, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it. but like, it's like a sense where it's like, I've known you for a very long time. So it's like from, from like personal stuff to professional stuff, like. I've always made sure you were good. I've always tried to make sure that you were at least taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like my little brother, you know? So it's like, but I've never seen you. You know what I mean? I was like, bro, I, I got to go see this dude Mills. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, it just didn't end up happening because like I was supposed to go to Mexico in September and I was like, I'm, I really want to go to New York. I really want to do 100, but it was like, it, it just came up too quickly. And then we got a puppy. So it's like, I was like, for sure, we I can't do it, but it's like that was gonna be our, our our idea. Then we were like, hey, like let's get all these guests, let's try and get WWE people, let's try and get all these people to be on the show. And I was like, then we got turned away, and then it was like very lightly. I mean, I, I appreciate the response in itself, but yes, we were definitely turned away. We wanted to have it, I wanted to at least record it as you know. MSG there in New York. I can just swing by, microphone, et cetera, et cetera, do something crazy. But yeah, you know, we got turned down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it happens to the best of us. But I mean, but then I said, you know, like we've done that. Like when you think about it, like we've done it. Like we've had WWE people on the show before, and you know, we've had people even like Stokely, who is now Malcolm Bivens. Like he's one of our biggest fans on the show. He's been on the show before. He's Shout a WWE guy now. Buy his T-shirt, WWE yeah. shop new t-shirt just came out this week like we've seen some people like on the on the low end all the way up you know get up to the top you know it's like it, it is an honor to do that but it was like i in the end i was like this is really just about us it's, it's about you and me it's about our friendship it's about our brotherhood it's about our love for professional wrestling which is what brought us together and essentially the a show birthed rnc like there wouldn't be an rnc without this show being like northern star for it you know like a lot of everything kind of happened after this you right. know like there's a before a show and an after a show and it was like we said you know what we're gonna take a show off because we need to start letting the other people on this network shine and they've been shining so well like that we didn't need to have the show on there anymore and you know what we've built in this two years 
people don't understand how much work we put into this. Like you doing the covers, uh, I'll edit the shows. Uh, we'll come up with with new ideas. You'll come up with all the graphic stuff. I'll you know we'll try and find guests. We'll try and find new ideas. And then of course we have to lend our brains to actually doing the show. This is a hundred weeks of weekly doing that. And you know we've got our own jobs like and again like i've had as many relationships i probably had way more jobs in the past two years <laughs> probably like six <laughs> between yeah. from the time we started to now where it's like there are times where i'm i've recorded with you in orlando i recorded with you in virginia i recorded with you outside inside in a fucking coffee shop it doesn't matter like we've we've done this show and it's been a constant in my life and i have to say like i'm appreciative to you meals i'm appreciative to the audience but I'm just grateful to have this platform to speak to everybody every single week. I agree. I agree 100%. I love uh, doing the show. As it, I feel like the 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 genesis of like where you can first do the trace marks of where this show came out. I think there was an episode of Two Belts where we were just debating which is hotter, like Raw or SmackDown. And yeah, either it, you can sense the like the fingerprints in there, and I know all the. I mean, all the A show episodes are pretty much. I th- I believe you can actually search them on the internet. Someone illegally uploaded them somewhere, um, <laughs> but you can kind of sense like, yo, we're really, really about this, and you know, those kind of started the seeds for the A show. Um, I'm very proud to. I feel like it's a, you know, it's a testament also to my I, this being like the second time. I've hit 100 episodes, but something about the A show and hitting 100 episodes and having to do this sort of every week and uh, and making sure that, you know, we're going out of our way to do it and all this other stuff. Something about it feels good. Um, just, you know, it's a it's a, it's a large task to undertake every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it is. And, and I, I, I hit, you know why I hit different? Because, like, the reaction is immediate. Yeah. And yeah, but I... I, I I realize like what we're doing for people like us. And we're going to talk to somebody a little bit later in the show that, you know, had this show had a huge two people I the, mean, who this show had a huge, a huge impact on. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. And I always say this. I mean, I've told Justin this, like my idea for the show in the future and moving forward is um, I've always wanted to have this show. I feel like, you know, WWE is about to do their, their, their panel, their host. They were like post game on Fox, on Fox Sports. And I'm sure that's going to be incredible. Um, But I wanted to provide the most unbiased take that you can sort of provide. And I Mm -hmm. feel like we do this thing every week of just like analyzing things and we analyze it. We have no biases. We don't work for WWE. We don't work for AEW. We don't work for any sort of major company. Um, This is all people. Yeah, we know people, (laughs) but we don't work for anybody. Nor, I mean... If the opportunity ever came up, I can't say I would ever, you know, think by. But, you know, they're, they're not knocking currently. So yeah. but my my idea for the show was always for it to become like this video format or this like this like um, like first take. And we're mm-hmm. legitimately you can actually sit down either every morning or every night or everything. And you can you should be able to view just the conversations like they have in sports. They're yeah. at least 10 times those conversations in professional wrestling. Right. There's or, or even equal the amount. Like there's a to have those conversations and to bring those mainstream and come from an I'm unbiased kind of point of view and, and really take the sport of it all and analyze it and take the entertainment of it all and analyze it and a whole bunch of other things. That's what I kind of want for the future. Um 
and hopefully one day we'll get there. I mean, I, I think it's gonna be sooner than later. Yeah, I hope when somebody listens to this and be like, you know what, that's not a bad idea, and these guys will probably be the best fit to actually pull it off. Considering, listen, there were the 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 chemistry that we have after not being in the same room ever. I think is a testament to like just how skilled we are at doing this. Yeah. Um, the it's fact cool. that like I cannot. I can know when you like I like I I know when like you're breathing or like or when like I need to cut something off and you need to say something or when you need to say something I never cut it off. I don't feel like we've stepped on each other's toes anymore as maybe we did in the beginning. But I think we've established like and I think it's it that makes it kind of like deeper in yeah. my in my in my sense. For sure. Uh and, and speaking of somebody who's very skilled at this, uh we have him he just he just called in uh our our good friend our good friend has just called into the show uh so glad that he's here someone who support means the the world to myself and meals he was here for episode 50 i know mills was super upset that he had to miss this but we're here <laughs> so together. he says so he says <laughs> <laughs> 50 up 50 weeks later literally a year later we're all back here again stat guy greg from right Chile. What's going on? Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me for a show 100. Yeah, it's it's the hundredth episode. Hundred episodes. Oh well, thank you, thank you, my friend. Uh, where would we be without you know SGG? Quite honestly, I appreciate all we appreciate all the support that you've given for the show. We appreciate everything that you've sort of uh, contributed and all these other you know just the cheap heat and just kind of us things spawning from that. And just like, you know, the relationships that we had, I'm glad I got to meet you at Wale mania. Um, to be honest, you'd probably be doing a lot better if I wasn't um, anchoring you and holding you back, but you know, spread your wings, do what you can with me. right here. <laughs> oh my God. So, so Greg, we, there's a show 100. I feel like in terms of just the pulse of what's going on in professional wrestling right now, because we, you know, as much as we love to talk about ourselves and how the show got construed and stuff like that, we got to talk about the end ring product. Um, we don't have a format for this week. There's no format. There's yeah. a, we're, we're all talking off the cuff, but there are some fun things that actually happened this week. And actually a fun thing that happened like two hours ago that I probably have to give J five. I'm like, okay, you got it. Um, because it was announced on SmackDown for the October 4th show, the main event of SmackDown will be Kofi Kingston versus... Oh, that, that's where we're going. Uh, ha ha. <laughs> I gotta give him his... I mean, you said it, and I was just like, nah, he, has, he doesn't wrestle on the show. And quite honestly, I felt like I was still right in that sense until something changed. Maybe someone listened to the A show, who knows. But Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar, WWE Championship, on the first episode on Fox... Just yeah. thoughts. It's so first of all, that's a spooky thing to even think about, right? Because <laughs> I've been I've been loving the Kofi Mania run. Like I'm not gonna jump on this off of this bandwagon, but at the same time, it's like think, <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know it's time, it's time, fellas. <laughs> it's time. I just gotta say this one thing. Uh ha ha. I told y'all. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, didn't Kofi and um, Brock face each other in Japan, the Beast in the East, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, yeah. And he obliterated the entire New Day. I know. So I think we already know how that match is going to go. And I I, I mean, yeah. You didn't say he's going to... 
you guys gave me like this upbeat intro, like, and then you depressed me with the first topic out of the game. Uh, we should have been, we could have set this like right in the middle. Take me on a roller coaster, some highs. Oh, uh, I mean, like, we, the roller coaster is still there, my friend. But it's 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 just like it's such you know. The way that it's impact, you see, first of all, Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. That is in sel- by itself an insane sight to see. He hasn't, the man, he hasn't wrestled a match on SmackDown since 2004. It's 15 That's years fine. that he has not wrestled a match on SmackDown. I don't even think he's wrestled an actual match on TV for 15 years. 17 actual free- years since, since his last match on Raw. Jesus Christ. So it's like going through that. But the thing is, is like the moment of Kofi Kingston, I don't want to say this is like an obituary because, it, you know, it, it, it there's, is. There's, that's, <laughs> why I said that's why I said it's spooky. I don't know that, how I'm going to feel about it when it actually happens. But the there's 10% of, it, of me is like, maybe he has a chance. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> it's time. Listen, man, it was a good run. But, you know, you know it's over when a lot of people that were for this run are saying the same thing today. And I started saying, I started seeing it this week. I, I heard, I was hearing people say, you know, like Kofi, I don't know, like that or in magic clash of champions wasn't hitting right. And I was like, Brock's gotta be the one. Like, What's the common denominator in that though? How many times can you say like that or a match at blank show? Wasn't right? <laughs> oh, uh, no, come on. Come on. Or an engender. Or an engender has some, has some heat. Yeah, some heat. Yeah, <laughs> gender carried or in to a, to a five-star <laughs> match. No, but like, yeah, I feel like I, I, I heard the, I saw the rumblings as well on the, on the tweets and stuff like that. I don't yeah. buy it. I feel like this is still by far the strongest WWE championship reign out of any champion in recent history. I, I can't remember. I can't remember any champion that like consistently won matches for a long period of time and was right. actually booked like a strong, like a, like an actual champion in a sense. Right. Like, and, uh, but go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I'll say this about the Kofi Kingston thing, not to get into the rumors. No, I'm not an insider or anything like that, but I did hear that Fox wanted Kofi as champion. I heard that. Mm. That was Kofi or Brock? Kofi or Brock? Kofi, excuse me. I said Brock, but I heard I heard that Fox wanted Kofi as champion. But then I also heard from somewhere else that they wanted Brock to be the guy to end the reign of Kofi. So I don't it, know. It does there's no one else here that makes sense. No one else is hot enough. No one else has been built up. And then you look after Hell in a Cell, which that's going to be interesting booking. Survivor Series is the next month. And if we're still doing champion versus champion, I'd wager on The Fiend and Brock being a really high-key, you know, marquee match. Oh, so you think that The Fiend is going to beat Seth Rollins? Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think that – I don't think Seth is connecting. Yeah, mm. if, if Seth faces The Fiend for the Universal Championship, he should lose it. The fiend should not. The fiend should not be losing any any matches. Um, the only way to let Seth walk out with that championship would be if the if, fiend beats him senseless and gets like a DQ or something like that. I feel like but we're either getting. I feel like we're either getting Kofi Fiend or Seth Brock again, and I feel like we're definitely not getting the latter for the third time in a row. And or the. Uh, to add on to what Greg said, the only person I see beating the fiend is the demon. Right. I mean, yeah, he certainly has a beef. Um, it's a, 
it, it, it is something that's looming in the background, especially, I mean, Finn will probably be back the night of the draft at this point. Yeah. But, but um, that just that, that news itself kind of like, you know, it, it shook, it shook at least our universe to its core. Yeah. It's like, are we looking, <laughs> are we looking at the end of like, we always wonder, it's like, okay, you know, this thing won't last forever, but are we truly looking at the end of the glass? And it's just like, yo, Oh God. <laughs> Is this- <laughs> you act like there's never gonna be another black champion now. Well, no, that's, a, that's what know. I was gonna say too. Like, I mean, it has yeah. been. It's been. It's, it's been literally a- just. It's literally just Kofi and The Rock. And The Rock, granted, his most recent run was, I want to say 2012 around there, 2014. But it was still, 2014, yeah. Yeah, but still, if you it was it's two guys, and then there's five years in between the one guy's last one and the other guy's first one. So if we had to wait another five years, who will it even be? Yeah. Is that I can see, I can see, I can see Ricochet. I can see a lot of people. Baby daddy Ricochet? Yeah, baby daddy Ricochet. Slanging wood Ricochet. (laughs) (laughs) Maria on a pole. Uh, uh, Maria Maria on a pole. Listen, I don't know where, listen, first of all, I liked Raw. I don't know. I did. Just, I did as well. We're just going off the cuff like that, but I felt like Raw had a nice thread to, through it. Oh my god! Uh, damn. Well, I've been Raw. <laughs> Raw was an episode of Firefly Funhouse, right? All this kind of weird. Some yeah. of it involving Bray, but like even from the beginning when um, his music is playing, but the graphics are sort of flipped upside down, and then it goes off the air the same way with like end credits. Right. I don't, I don't know yeah, if that. I, I think they, anything, I, I or think... if I read too deep. No, the end credits uh, definitely turned upside down as well. That was supposed to be a tease. And honestly, like, Renee bringing it up should have been a clue for everybody. I was like, how could people think that the WWE would make such a egregious graphic error twice? Right. Right. Well, yes. Yes. (laughs) One right into the other one. (laughs) Yeah. With Renee in between. Were those upside down the whole time? Like, Yeah. It, 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 it it's actually wild to think. Wow, I just I'm legitimately watching 205 Live in the background. Lindsay Dorado did this shooting star press, and his like his feet hit the turnbuckle as he was coming down. Like that should have been bad. Oh, but he's drunk. yeah, <laughs> yeah. When is the last episode of 205 Live? Is it is this it? Because next, no, and NXT is what tomorrow, right? NXT's no. tomorrow, but I I honestly the future of 205 Live. I feel like they haven't even bothered to give it a. I mean, unless it just moves to Friday. Paul already said they're getting folded into NXT. Mm. Well, he didn't, but he didn't say the show was canceled. So we got to wait and see there. Okay. It's a, it, it'll be interesting to see because the, the 205 Live, I can't say it's the highest rated thing on uh, on the network. I can't say what? I tune in every week. Well, neither is NXT UK. And I mean, they, they still get takeovers. That's so, true. like, it, essentially, it's like, they need content in the in the content era. I could see two hundred five moving to NXT's Wednesday slot. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, while, yeah. While NXT is on the air, uh, it could be after. It could be like a ten o'clock show. Because the thing is, NXT isn't going to premiere on the network uh, until Thursday. Yeah. Well, yeah. Except for the first two weeks, but yeah, after the October fourth deal, I mean, they still have to kind of. I mean. If I'm the cruiserweights, I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, are we taping before Raws now? Uh, does main event still need to be a thing? No, like, it shouldn't. Yeah, I honestly think it shouldn't. Main event has become the source of really nothing except like Dana Brooke, uh, Dana Brooks highlight reel. 
but yeah, gotta uh, get it in somewhere. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really, but yeah, it's just you know, two or five live is this weird. How do you guys? What What did you guys think? We got the um, the King of the Ring. It is as I predicted. It is Sir Baron Corbin, um, King Corbin. Do you feel like they made the right decision? I do, but you also know how I feel about the whole damn tournament. You saw my bracket. Yes, I saw the bracket. You it's put out a up. shoot bracket. I legitimately <laughs> laughed for up. so long. He was just like, no, this guy's winning, and then this guy's winning. I'm like, I mean, I'm I'm glad you were able to take yourself out of the fact that it's sports entertainment. But Yeah, no, I saw it, and I got hype, and I was like, oh, this is like, these are the best matches. <laughs> I, I factored no storyline into it at all. And then as the story And this is where out, my favorite will win. <laughs> yeah. I was like, as the stories played out, I'm like, dickhead. KO's not, <laughs> not getting past Elias after the way the past few months went. And he didn't. Like, whatever. Well, Maybe next it, year. There's always should- next year. It shook down a little weird, but you ended up having the finals, Baron Corbin versus um, Chad Gable on Monday Night Raw after I thought it was going to be on Clash of Champions. But quite honestly, it not being on Clash of Champions was probably a blessing in disguise. Yeah, because um, they, they, don't, they don't get 17 minutes on that Clash of Champions card at all. No, no. I don't think any – and I don't I really don't think any match on there got 17 minutes, to be honest with you. Uh, Kofi and Randy got 20. Oh, wow. Well, that was a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, nonetheless, like yeah, from what I'm hearing, it felt like it too. Yeah, it, it was a, <laughs> it felt like a strong 20 minutes. Trust me. But um, just thoughts. I mean, Baron Corbin, he's a he's a he's a person who certainly. I mean, I think usually King of the Rings, they usually go to heels, right? I feel like more often than not, um, a heel sort of wins it and sort of parades around with a crown and a and a cape for a couple months. Yeah, because uh, I'm uh, trying to think who the babyface. King of there the was, Rings. There was Edge. I, I remember Brett. Edge. Brett. Um, Ass Man. No, oh, Billy Gunn. Oh, who Ass could forget? Man. Was he a baby face? I don't mm. know. There was that during that weird period where DX was kind of like playing musical chairs with themselves. Like, but he might have been. I felt like he was, but I don't know. Um, but very few faced King of the Rings. I mean, I honestly, I don't even remember anything before 1997. But or whenever Stone Cold went it, as his three would tell us, but yeah, it, it, you know, Baron Corbin I think was should have been the pick. I think it gives him something to continue to heat him up on the roster and things like that. I think it put him in an opportunity, a weird opportunity because people were like, oh, you know, Baron Corbin was getting X Pac heat. I kind of do believe it. It was a I wouldn't say X Pac heat, but a lot of like go away heat because he was so <laughs> prominent yet not really contributing anything worth of true value on the show. But what I don't get is that, like, you don't need to give him King of the Ring to be hated. Like, he's already hated. People already hate Baron Corbin. I just don't understand. Like, you could have given that to any other heel. You could have given it to Elias. I, but I, I wouldn't. Well, yo, you know, you're right. You're right. Like, people already hate Baron Corbin. I don't think he needs this to be hated anymore. Like, he was clearly the best heel you could have against Chad Gable, but why not give Chad Gable the rub here? Now it just looks stupid, which I haven't seen SmackDown yet, but I saw the you know the outcome of that segment. He looks stupid. Like, why is Gable <laughs> coming out? He lost fair and square. It was a clean loss. Why is he coming out upset? The the, the I don't know. I have no idea. He's just he just is probably a short joke. Um 
But I do think, well, I, what I'll say that this added to sort of Baron Corbin, I do feel like it added an air of legitimacy to his entire thing because I feel like the one thing that I've had against him is that he doesn't seem to have, he seemed to only really be in his spot because he's like 6'8 and like, you know, can move in the ring. But it's like, there's a, you know, there's a billion and a bunch of these people now. There's there's a couple, there's probably like 15 people in NXT who can move the way he kind of moves. But the matches that he's had through this entire tournament, I mean, the match against The Miz, he had the match against, I forgot who he beat the second round. Oh, Cedric. Cedric. Um, the triple threat match. The, the It's been a consistent run of matches that I think have added an air of credibility. Like, okay, maybe this guy can actually go and maybe we should uh, not really, or give him just a little bit of more respect. And I think that's kind of what it accomplished. I think Baron Corbin's... No, you can go ahead. Um, one thing I did notice is that Baron never pinned any of the kind of chosen ones that they want to push. Like, he didn't pin Ricochet. Uh, and I thought that was important to know. And even on the SmackDown side, he didn't really... He didn't, you know, obviously didn't have any meaningful programs. And all of the, the chosen ones on SmackDown, they pretty much, other than, like, weirdly Andrade, but, like, they all lost under, like kind of fluky circumstances, like never really something that was like super abundantly clear, but uh, it, it does set up Baron for a lot of different matchups down the line when he's uh, King Corbin, including with Joe and Ricochet and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, I Corbin's problem too, though, is it's sort of one step forward, two steps back with him because I mean, he can wrestle and he, as much as people try to overlook that he does perform, at a high level, um, the level that we expect everybody else to perform at. But for some reason, like when he gets on the mic, he does get that reaction that you want a heel to get, but it's not like in an appreciative way. You know what I mean? It's like you said, it, it ends up being X-Pac key where everybody's just like, go away. And then it throws away all the goodwill that he builds up from these good matches because, I mean, I can't say that he doesn't have good matches. He, he yeah. knocks it out of the park when the bell rings. Yeah, but and to just think in NXT, he was like a charisma vacuum. <laughs> yeah, 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 really. The, to the point where even I think they noticed it at the beginning. I remember when they used to give him those 30-second matches and the crowd would chant along like one, two, three, and his matches end in 10 seconds. I think that was probably where, how he was best utilized previously on the show. But I think ever since he came to the WWE, you're supposed to be this larger-than-life character. And he it really transformed. But I can't say it's been necessarily bad i'll just say that you know it's just been a change and his character sort of evolved from there um probably one more thing i don't know on the wwe side i mean the women well first of all shout to offset appearing on smackdown that was, yeah, that was crazy, crazy. aw could never I, that just kind of solidified it for me <laughs> AEW gonna have Luke Bryan or some shit on their show. First Get out of here. First of all, you're probably right. Second of all, I actually sent out a tweet of like, who's the first rapper that appear on AEW? I got a lot <laughs> Afro, of uh, Afro Man or somebody like that. I've got a lot of Vanilla Ice. I've got a lot of uh, <laughs> oh weirdly. Did somebody say Baby Bash? <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, I got a lot of Logic. You know what? <laughs> Weirdly enough, I'd be like, you know who probably appear on AEW out of most of these people? Probably um Killer Mike. I feel like Killer Mike would just it would random- be Killer Mike. I feel like Killer Mike is just like I could see him on AEW. I don't know. Um let's see. 
No, they're more... gonna have the dudes. They're gonna have the dudes that sing that Warriors Cry song that's in all those fucking being the elite episodes to per, to uh, to perform on their first show or in TNT. Like, I think that we're finally getting into the moment where WWE is starting to notice their cultural cachet, and like Saudi Arabia shit notwithstanding, like I think that like they know that they could put the pulse and they could just grab anybody from any pop culture moment that they that they want to and just make it something like that. You know, like. Offset is a humongous move for Atlanta. He's like the most one of the most popular rappers out right now. Like clearly, like that's a huge move for them. Like it's also one step to getting Cardi B on your show if you treat him correct. You know, yeah. And mm-hmm. Cardi B will absolutely come through for WWE too. hundred percent. Oh yeah, she the remember the tweet? She she tweeted out of things. Um, oh, my favorite wrestlers are Batista and Eddie Guerrero and things like that. And then you know. A lot of a lot of the WWE talent kind of ran with that after the fact, yeah. but uh, I invited know. a TP and she didn't respond, so I'm gonna pretend I didn't see this tweet. Tell me about it. Oh, <laughs> what <did you> say? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Listen, I can't find the tweet. But speaking of AEW, <laughs> we have to talk about the new Wednesday Night Wars. I it's mean, it's not a war, man. When one per- when nah. one side has a cannon and the other one is throwing rocks, it's not a war. It's just like. It's you know, you know what it is. It's like, it's like all these Second Amendment people when they're like, oh, they're wow. they're, they're challenging the government to like take their guns and do something to them. It's like the moment they do, like the moment they drop that drone on you, then you're just gonna be complaining and crying. But it's like you bought that on yourselves when you thought you had the firepower, and yeah. you don't. AEW. Their first show will be on, I believe it's October 2nd, um, starting the weekly man, television you, show alongside NXT, you, ta- NXT. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You can't put these two shows against each other. You can't put these two rosters against each other. Like, I'm sorry. There's just too much. <laughs> like, the ability now that we're seeing where WWE could clearly pluck someone from the main roster that first wet, first week where they face AEW and just say, okay, we'll take Seth Rollins and put him against Adam Cole. They could do that. Mm-hmm. We could take, oh, we'll, we'll take, we'll take Cesaro. Cesaro and put him here. We'll take, uh, let's take Cedric Alexander, bring him back down. Let's take uh, maybe, you know, Daniel Bryan and mm-hmm. put him on NXT. Like they have such a big game board to play on. Like, they, I, I don't see how you could compare Wednesday AEW to NXT Wednesday nights. Like, it's going to get real spooky if they say, you know what, we're going to have Kenny Omega, John Moxley on our Wednesday show. And, the, and you know, t- you know, Hunter and Sean are like, okay, word. Let me take uh, uh, this person and put him in NXT. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Nah, it's true. WWE is playing with too many, too many pieces and too many major pieces. And even, like, I mean, I didn't watch All Out. I watched the UK TakeOver show. Streets was talking, and what I was hearing was that the TakeOver UK show with Walter and Tyler Bate, phenomenal match. But that, yeah, that, show, was. That, that show destroyed All Out. Now, I didn't see it for myself, but that's what I was hearing. And if... Hey, the streets if, didn't lie to you. <laughs> if, if NXT is Little Brother then NXT UK is like elementary school age baby brother. And you got bodied by the little, little brother after you was crying about Evolve, which is the 
brother in the stroller? <laughs> Come on. You don't want to see them on Wednesdays, man. I, I feel like the Wednesday nights, I mean, so my big, my biggest complaint, I mean, at least from at least a, a, a show planning standpoint, there was nothing at all out that kind of made you want to tune into the actual show. I mean, unless you're there to see the people wrestling, I don't think they they made a miscue or a misstep in terms of just leaving it open where they could have left something open ended. I feel like they could have ended on a on a on a note that'd be like, okay, you have to tune in and start Wednesday. It's like maybe something happens to Cody or maybe something happens to Jericho. I mean, but Jericho winning the belt and then proceeding to lose it within twenty four hours. Yeah, um, so, I don't. Somebody tweeted that Jericho. That Cody and them made fun of the twenty four seven championship only for their title to become the twenty four seven championship. I mean, I, basically, I'll never, I'll never let them forget it. That was hilarious. It is, yeah, it is, it is something, man. I, I, I don't know what to say for AEW. Um, I feel like, gosh, I really they're gonna, don't they're gonna have pyro. They're gonna have pyro meals, they're, but they need. Be... <laughs> speaking objectively they need, they need and character. speaking, they need devil. No, devil at devil's advocate they probably need a couple more stars too like they, they do. really do need beyond dean ambrose beyond chris jericho and i think kenny omega is just starting to be i think he's a name but he's not big enough of a name where people can instantly recognize him that's why i think it was you know mm-hmm. it was a no-brainer to put it on chris jericho because he's the one star that they have they have a lot of great wrestlers but chris jericho and i'll, I'll throw dean ambrose up there like He's the biggest star of the AEW bunch. You're so disrespectful for not calling him John Moxley. I love it. All right. <laughs> well, because because you know why? People who tune in and see him on the screen, they're gonna see Dean Ambrose first. Like I wasn't even a disrespectful thing. It was just like when I think <laughs> about when I think about these big names that created, you know, WWE created, Dean Ambrose is one of those names. John Moxley is gonna have a tough time like creating that name for himself, but like he still looks like the guy. He still talks like the guy. He still wrestles like the guy. So I feel like a lot of that is going to transfer over. It's not really going to be much lost in the name change. But with AEW, like, they have a lot of good wrestlers, but not too many No, stars. No stars. No yeah. buys. And as it's, we see, like, their, their show's attendance, like, like the mm-hmm. tickets get bought up by resellers. And people are, oh, they sold out again. And then you find the tickets on StubHub for $7. And it's like... There's a dissonance there. There's yeah. definitely like they have underestimated the flyout crowd. Like these are the people that flew out from all over the world to see them all in and all out. And you know they're underestimating people that will go see this shit weekly without having seen an actual TV show yet. Yeah, no. and I think that's that's a dangerous miscalculation that they've made because um, I mean, even like the smaller shows, right? Fight for the Fallen, and I think it was Fighter Fest. Yeah, I watched those. I heard they were sold out, and then. You look in the crowd and like half the arena is empty on a <laughs> 5,000 seat arena, 10,000 seat arena. Like if you can't do that, then I, I don't know. It, it, I don't know what you, they bit off too much more than they could chew. And they should, if I were in the room advising them, I would have said, Hey guys, why don't we have like a home arena? NXT is going live on USA network from full sale for God knows how long. Monday Night Raw, this juggernaut, was live from Manhattan Center for the first almost two years. Having a home, like WCW Saturday Night came to us from the same place. Having a home arena is not 
a bad, it's not a bad idea. idea. I think they want. I think they uh, they're flirting with that idea. Maybe somewhere in Vegas or something, which honestly wouldn't be a bad. You get the crowd there. Yeah. Um, it just depends on more so the attraction. And the and the question that I wanted to ask is: that Do you think there's a free agent out there that if signs to AEW right now could draw any more attention to the brand? Is there a free agent that exists? No. There, there were until all these melts of people that he said wasn't coming back started coming back. Yeah, like <laughs> I would have said, I would have said Rusev, bro, and then yeah. Rusev came back. Yeah, I would. I mean, Sasha's Sasha's takes makes Sasha would have probably been the Sasha one. Sasha makes be their women's division immediately legitimate and also a legitimate threat. Name change or not, right? She's back. She's back. They got. They I think back. people tune in. I one hundred percent believe that people will tune in to see Sasha Banks if she ever went to AEW. People would tune in. Yo, um, my whole tune would be changing if I, if Sasha threw on the AEW shirt. I would. I'd be like, oh, this bit. is real. Yeah, no, I'd mourn for a little bit because I know all this slander that I have to go back and and take back and tiptoe around. But I'd be watching AEW if Sasha was over there. But I mean, that would be like the Kurt Angle to TNA moment. There hasn't yeah. been a there has not been a moment like that in this decade where you could say like holy shit like which, which was the, bigger than the Lex Luger to Nitro moment let's be honest like it was huge like I remember even Don uh, West that night was like holy shit and that was a that was everyone's reaction you know like yeah. right I think the only other big kind of debut was Jericho to New Japan but it, then it was kind of like it wasn't as big as that to me I thought like, you were gonna say Jericho to WWE. Oh no. no! I'm talking about like this decade. This decade, okay. yeah, because yeah. like Kurt Angle to um, first of all, Kurt Angle getting fired with no, um, no clause in it, no non compete was a shock. Because I remember they did that to Brock. <laughs> yeah. They tried to lock Brock up in like a ten year worldwide no compete, which yeah, never he went to, fly. He went, yeah. To, he went to court and was like, yeah, nah, this ain't happening. Like, nah, he went he went to Japan first. And they tried to sue him, like you can't wrestle, and they were like. He named it F5, The Verdict. You remember this? Yeah, I remember all of this. That's when he debuted his chest tattoo, that chest tattoo, and we were just like, oh, shit. Um, I remember all of this, 100%. Like, it's a... These sort of... Seeing, like, those moves, I think probably another major one that happened this decade was, like, Samoa Joe to NXT. I don't think anyone saw it coming, nor... But, yeah. you know, it just kind of showed up out of nowhere and it was like, oh, my God, or AJ Styles to the WWE or something along those lines. But I don't that think we're going to get AJ to WWE debuting in the Royal Rumble is still like a goosebumps moment for me. Mm-hmm. It, it was I mean, like I and again, all credit to Roman Reigns and his reaction to that. Because yeah. that made it for me, too. Like, that's like go back and watch Roman's reaction. He's, he like, he's confused. Yeah, I, he could have literally been like, who the fuck is this? But he was just like, whoa, whoa. He was kind of like scared, confused. Right. Like, I, I, I like that reaction. But like, one more thing on this. You notice all of the people that online pundits were saying they need to leave. They're going to leave. They're unhappy. They're never coming back. Are all back. And prominent roles. Yeah. yeah. Is it, isn't that something? They get like, they can turn the switch on anytime they want. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this too, uh, since you brought up AJ at the Royal Rumble, right? Like, WWE, we second guess them every step of the way. We criticize their decision making. And we should. And we should. But, but at the same time, they do prove themselves a lot of the time. And AJ debuting at the Royal Rumble in Orlando, 
um, is one of those moments where it's like that is calculated brilliance. That's almost Machiavellian because any other audience in America might not have responded like that. They were, no. in, they were in Orlando where this man made his name. Yeah. You know, and like the Royal Rumble is a big show for the marks, but I feel like a lot of casuals who might have popped up into Orlando like and saw AJ Styles, they popped for that. And that's, that's yeah. not an accident. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Greg, how much longer do we have you for as we have you on the A-show? 100. We got like 10 more. Let's do 10 more. I, I, the time flew... Yeah, Ooh. we had fun. We were having fun. Yeah. We were having fun. I told I told Bills. I texted him. Up. I was like, "Listen, man, I didn't watch the pay per view. So if we could get in some AEW bashing, that would be great." Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the Clash of Champions pay per view. I don't think you missed much. Quite honestly, um, wasn't that? I think. What, what would you say is the strongest match on that card, uh, Justin? Uh, strong. This match to me. Let me pull up my my ratings really quickly. Uh, was I, it was it Sasha versus Becky? I went really high on Rollins Strowman. I really enjoy Rollins Strowman, but Revival New Days and Rollins Strowman were probably my favorite matches on the show. I think the non finish, even though I gave uh, Banks Lynch a four and a fourth, mm-hmm. I, I the non finish kind of takes it from me telling people that needs to be essential because it like if it had an ending i'd say absolutely rewatch your way to watch this match but it didn't so i would definitely put revival new day and rollin Strowman in my uh top two matches to watch from the show well you know the reason now and and we watch monday night raw in terms of it's no finish match it ends up being the announcement that sasha banks and becky lynch will be fighting at hell in a cell in hell in a cell um for the Raw Women's Championship, um, do we feel like? I mean, I think this is what we all predicted. Do you feel like it's time for the t- both of you guys? Do you feel like it's time? It's time for the tides to change, and is it time for Sasha Banks to really or Becky Lynch to really come up off of that championship? And it goes over to Sasha Banks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, come on, you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what her return was. Yo, she didn't we, get beat. She didn't get beat. She won it by DQ. Come on. <laughs> if we lose in Kofi, man. We gotta we gotta we gotta get one back. Yeah, <laughs> we lose the Kofi, we gotta get one back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I guess is. you can't spread the black excellence all across the board, but if we losing one, we gotta get one back. I, I love think, Becky Lynch, but I agree too. I think you know what? Believe it or not, I feel like Becky Lynch. This isn't the last year and change has been an all time run, just for any woman in WWE history. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of having the matches, the stage for on these matches that she's having managing to um, put together just, you know, having these matches, being a superstar, being a face of the WWE and having this sort of moment. It's something that's really kind of unparalleled. Yeah. And she sustained it too. Like that's the crazy in this day and age. I mean, she went August to August without people really turning the corner on her. Yeah. I mean, I think towards mania got a little shaky because there's such a, big overexposure of everything. I mean, you talking about the Twitter fingers against Rhonda, you talking about her being on TV, even though she was supposed to be injured and all these other things. Yeah. Like I think the overexposure, but eventually, I mean, once they got back on course, they got right back on track. Mm-hmm. And for Becky Lynch is having a great reign, but I think with Sasha Banks, I think that's the direction you kind of want to move forward to. And we were all talking about, okay, what then what happens at survivor series? We may have, I mean, 
Sasha Bailey, like Sasha Bailey, put on one of the greatest women's matches of all time, if not the greatest. So I mean, if if it means them going again at Survivor Series and being forced into a match, I'm okay with that. I have no issue with it. Justin, what do you think? Uh, Becky's starting to get booze, man. <laughs> no, you you think so? I don't think so. Uh, you but don't. She, didn't... Get, she got booed because of the boss, though, which I think lets you know that it's time. Like, yeah, Sasha Banks being the one to make the crowd turn on Becky even momentarily, it's time. Yeah. You've spoken. I, I, yeah, I I think that you know Sasha's trying so hard for pe- to make people hate her, and I just don't think it's happening right now. I, I I'm not feeling it at least. Right. So I, I think she needs to do something bigger as a heel that will make us hate her guts. I just don't think she's there yet. Like, I, I think that, like, Becky still does have, you know, that that huge baby face magic. And, you know, it, it is it's tough, you know, but I, I do think Sasha deserves it. She deserves a lengthy run. I, I think that she deserves a run. And I'm going to keep it 100. She deserves a run all the way up to Mania. Yeah. I mean, quite yeah. frankly, um, one last uh, one last piece of big news. We have, it was announced over the weekend, the draft, seemingly like the second draft. I don't know. The superstar shakeup, I guess, doesn't count as a draft, but there will be a draft. I have no idea how this works. I just know it'll be two nights. The first night will be on the Raw after, you know, Raw after Hell in a Cell, and the second night will be the SmackDown the following Friday. Um, Are there any must-haves for any brand? Like someone that you feel like this guy needs to be on SmackDown or this guy needs to be on on Raw or any two people, like a program you need to see carried over or something along those lines. Who do you feel like needs to own the brands they're on now, especially with Raw being on USA and SmackDown, kind of this new revival on Fox? Um, Well, we got to take NXT out the equation. Hunter is already confirmed NXT is not part of this draft. Nice. Um, I'd say SmackDown needs it needs Roman and Brock. SmackDown hmm. needs those two. SmackDown needs Ronda when she comes back. SmackDown needs uh Bailey Bailey and Sasha, I'd say. Like they need both of them, honestly. I don't know how they'll make that work, but they need both. Yeah. You don't you don't think SmackDown could take Becky back and then let uh Sasha and Sasha and Charlotte hold down Raw? Oh, that's a good one, too. I think Charlotte on... I feel like, yeah, I feel like Charlotte needs a new environment. She's kind of in a weird space right now where she's teetering, I guess, a tweener or something of the fact. Yeah. um, Between heel and face. But I think her moving to Raw would, you know, just establish that very, very quickly. Um, But I do think that, I mean, the one thing Raw needs is a stronger women's division. Um. They just don't have a lot of players. It's not a very deep roster, considering Becky Lynch faced Lacey Evans for like three months out of the year. Um, but I mean, but, you put Charlotte there, have her be the big heel on Raw, and then in a couple of a couple of months, guess it, and she could definitely play a face foil for Charlotte there. Yeah, See, I, th- I, I thought you said Nia Jax was coming back because where do we drop her? I feel like Nia Jax needs new air, and I think it's on SmackDown. Yeah, I feel like a Nia Jax, Bailey, Nia Jax, Bailey, Oscar. Um, hmm, who else could I put on SmackDown? A uh, Becky. Um, you you start building a division that way. I know they also want to keep the women's. The thing is, the women's tag team titles have to be factored in this as well because right. 
as as much as fire and desire it was like oh just split them up like you know clearly one needs to be on Raw, one needs to be on smackdown there are no women's tag teams it seemed like at this point or any formidable ones so i think that's going to take in a factor as well i feel like i don't know if this is going to be as much of a draft as it probably will be end up a shakeup. Um, yeah it's pretty much what it is yeah because i can't first of all i can't see them drafting on two separate days it just to me I, I forgot if the initial 2016 draft went that way. I really don't know. It did. Oh, it, it did. It did. It, it did. They. I thought it was like back and forth. Like, oh, we draft three. You draft two. We draft three. I forgot I, how I it goes. It was two days. I thought it was two days. I think it was. I, I feel. I feel like I don't know. I. I should revisit that. Let me re- go revisit that because it's a. It's definitely on the network. Um, but you really want to go yeah. back and watch Shane take Rhino? No. Wasn't that the one? Yes, legendary tweet. Yeah. Listen, Samoa Joe's right there. It's like, mm, let me get Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Samoa Joe and Rhino. Oh, but, my nigga, you know I need Rhino. <laughs> but, but SmackDown ended up, I felt like SmackDown ended up being like the fresher, like, huh, okay, maybe Talon can actually swim on this show. It did because um, SmackDown was the one that had like fresh matchups to give us. You know, we ended yeah. up getting like, I think it was what Dean and AJ and like AJ Dolph and like a bunch of matches that we hadn't seen, but it was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. The Usos kind of got their new revival. I'm I'm looking forward to see the Usos back. I need the Usos back in my life. Um, I need yeah, the man. Usos and AOP on the same brand. Oh, I don't wow. care yeah. which which one it is, but put them on the same brand. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Um, damn. Okay, Greg. Yes. Thank are we sir. here? I think we are, but this was fun. This, I mean, listen, I don't know how everybody else does their 100th episode, but I feel like y'all did it right. <laughs> I, I love I gotta, it. Yeah, I got to go and listen to some other 100s, but I feel like, you know, if the bar, you got to set the bar on this one. Listen, we, we, we try to do I mean, it. You, you, you help us set the bar. I mean, you that shout out on Cheap Heat was one of the most like proud days that I ever I ever had doing this because it was like wow like we're we're really kind of you know we're we're noticing so to speak and I, I think I'm riding that, like, coattails man riding coattails nah come on we, we we appreciate you guys over at cheap Pete and uh we we appreciate being a part of the voices that make this such a huge community that's turning into a huge community between you know you guys set the standard we're just following up on it and doing it our own way. And, you know, we really appreciate your support throughout this. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys always extending the invite too. Of course. You're of course friend of the show. You're the unofficial, you're the unofficial third member. Yeah. 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 Friend of the show, unofficial third member, all that other stuff. Thank you. Official guest host. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for everything. No, thanks for having me fellas. All right. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yes. All right. So that was that was a hefty first half. It's just the first half of the show, the first hour of the show. Yeah. I mean, I think we still got a good enough. If you if you if you love us talking about current stuff, it was very off the cuff. We legitimately had nothing planned. Um, <laughs> but that is just kind of how we do things here on the A show, especially after 100 episodes. Let us get our let us call it in the ring. Why the hell not? Yeah, call in the ring, pal, brother. Not as loud as Becky Lynch, but we still call in the ring. <laughs> oh my God! But yeah, you I mean first of all, before before we head over to our other guests, 
favorite moments of the A show? Do you have any favorite moments? Do you remember anything? I think we got a few tweets of actually favorite moments. I think yeah. a lot of people talked about uh um Is she on the crack moment is Is she favorite. on the crack? You better back up. <laughs> you better um, back up. <laughs> Better back up. My favorite is um, us ta- is us doing the play by play of the Mandy Rose Naomi hotel fight. I love. Oh my god, I love that too. I was gonna call that as well. I, I have a favorite. I mean the 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 Oscar moment. I will never forget the Oscar. I Which feel like. one? Which fucking one? The one where she lost and it still doesn't make sense. But guess what? I mean, it, she's a gamer later, now. She's a gamer. It still doesn't make sense. Um, and then I feel like we had a lot of fights in the actually beginning of the show, especially when it came to. I remember we had a fight about Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane. Um, I remember, gosh, women over the top rope, boy. Do a, thankfully, uh, I've evolved past those days. Um, <laughs> Everyone's bringing up the top rope thing. Yeah, it's a it's something along those lines, but man, any deep cuts. Like, dude, I remember there was a pay-per-view where I just typed emojis in and it was just like, yo, let's figure this out and, and figure out what these emoji means because we didn't the card would just so like blah, like it didn't matter. Um gosh, so many I don't know. We just had so much good. We had a lot of good guests too. Like Yeah, definitely guests. Like, I remember I can remember the time when I last year, this time last year, um, I was in Orlando for the 2K event and I was like so nervous to like interview these people, you know, and I was just like, I, I got to do this right. You know, I got to, you know, do it right for the show. We have to do get good interviews. You gave me like like the best pep talk I ever got in my life like that night before. Well, you've done this way, way more before after you've done this way more than i do i was just like yo we're preparing for this moment this is the moment that we're ready for like this is this is the moment that we've all asked for and now we're finally getting it and the next time we get an opportunity like that it will not pass us by trust us um but just those type of moments um i love the the episodes where we have like our wrestle chat on like where we have like We'll have like X and we'll have MJ and we'll have Chris and we'll have Novak and we'll have Chris, Mac and Novak. Sorry. (laughs) And then we'll have Ben and, you know, I don't have we had Quan yet. I feel like we need I'm I I need Quan. Quan is hilarious. We got to have him on the show. Shout out to him and just everybody. What Uh, about our um, what about our year end shows? Year-end shows, those are also quite a thing. Shout out to Emilio. He joined us on the last year one as well. Yeah. Um, and Emilio, first of all, a lot of great hospitality. I remember when I went to Wale Mania, he just showed so much love and he just supported everything. He supported us from the beginning and we worked with him for so long on and off and things like that. It like, was, I don't think we've said this, but it was Emilio's suggestion that we split the A-show away from RNC Radio Channel. Yes, so you can blame him if you don't feel like it's a... <laughs> yeah. But it, but, ended up, uh, it ended up being a great idea. Like, we've gotten almost 15,000 plays, and we just opened up this account, uh, like, six months ago? Yeah, and I think, you know, the thing is as well, like, we've also... Because now we've had this, you know, opportunity to open up our different account. Now we have different shows on, like Cyrus hosts Spot Callers, which is crazy, and it's like something that he's very passionate about and loves to do. And it's great seeing him in his element and really embracing that. And then, you know, now we have MJ hosting the call up 
and um, him just being a great analyst as he is and him really recapping it. And he's really got a, a much bigger showdown on his plate now that Wednesdays are live and NXT is like the big third brand and stuff and seeing and it how allow, that it allows him to it allows him to come out of his shell too yeah right? and we actually like spoiler alert we actually have cyrus and and uh mj coming up on the show a little bit later yes uh, but we we talk about some some real hot things hot very hot 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 hot, 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 hot. <laughs> we finish out all the hot takes that we got going on so um hopefully you guys definitely enjoy that later on um but yeah i mean you know, we could we could reminisce all day. We still got time to do so. But what do you say we get to our first guest? Yeah, let's uh, let's get. To well, our first... actually, our second guest. Our second guest oh, yeah, after second after guest. Greg. After Greg, Greg we get into our second guest. guest. Greg is not a damn guest. Greg is a f- yes. You're right. He ain't a guest. You're right. We'll get to our first guest. Uh, he was someone who was supposed to have been on this show for a very long time. No, I'm not talking about Wale. After the break, we will talk. We will talk to our uh, next guest. Give us one second. We'll be right back. They lost, bro. Like sure. that's what it is. It doesn't look right. You're so saying sure. Payday, that's cool. Their payday on the, on the battle royal. They lost. Not everyone. This isn't a fucking participation contest, Mio. What? Not make everyone's it, gonna be on it. Make it make sense. There's, make that smack, make putting the SmackDown title, make putting watching. the SmackDown title on Charlotte make sense. Keep watching. Keep watching. Make it make sense, bro. Fuck all that. Let's talk about Jay Uso. <laughs> what Why you gonna he? do, bro? <laughs> what you. <laughs> Yo, this is so UPN. <laughs> what you gonna do, bro? Oh my God. What that, what that mean? You know what it meant. Oh, I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know that energy. That's not my energy. I know what that meant. <laughs> so yeah, so, so like he, he does, he's like he gets the hotel key and Jay's like, "What you gonna do, Ooze?" It's like what? <laughs> not you know my wife. They've been there before. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't new. Thank you guys for listening to the A Show. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Same wrestling time, same wrestling channel on RNC Radio. Till next time, peace. Seth fucking wrong. <laughs> and we are back on episode 100, A-Show 100. This is the biggest show that you've ever listened to, part of the A-Show right now. Um, Justin, how are we holding up? Uh, we're pretty good. We're, we're If people don't know that it's the same type of deal we did with A-Show 50, where we just kind of like you know, do so many parts of this and, we, and we're like, you know, bringing so many people in and, and you know, we're, we're able to do this. I'm on location like the old days. So this is actually like full circle here. I am also on location. So this is definitely full circle. And speaking of full circle, we have to bring around a guest that we had to this entire thing. Um, someone who I guess this is a story in itself. So we were supposed <laughs> to have on a long time ago. And in case you wanted any more like a show background story, um, we were supposed to have him on a long, long, long time ago. We were actually in the middle of recording it. All the situations been awry thanks to the, the now defunct Google Hangouts, um, and we weren't able to do it. But now we're able to bring him. He's here on the show. He's here for episode one hundred. Um, John, John Carlos, 
Sinvidius. What where what would you like to go as currently, my friend? Uh, I guess Sinvidius is fine, <laughs> just to get the follows. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Make sure you uh, why not? Make sure you follow Sinvidius on Twitter right now. He's a first of all, thank you for that major pick of you um, photoshopping the NWO thing oh, with yeah. the black announce table thing. <laughs> that was hilarious. And what, I lo- what was your what was your thought behind that? I it just came out of nowhere to me. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, so I've been listening. To, uh, well, I've been listening to Cheap Heat. You know, way back in the day when the Masked Man was on, and uh, I remember Peter Rosenberg shouting out the Black Announce Table when they had like nine episodes, and I was like, uh, let me check them out because like, you know, there's a lot of podcasts of former wrestlers or you know, old heads or whatever. Uh, so I'm like, okay, uh, you know, I trust Peter Rosenberg's uh, suggestion. Sure. Uh, uh, let me check these guys out because, like, they sound like some young 20s, you know, guys I would hang out with. So I'm like, let me check out their podcast. And I thought they were all hilarious and, like, you know, just so friendly. And I don't know, like, I nowadays I listen to podcasts more than music. <laughs> But, you know, like sometimes like when some funny conversations are really going on, you feel like you're with them, even though you, they don't hear you. Uh, so like I've grown to really like them and and I would like, you know, screen record like some funny moments and send it to my friends. Be like, yo, you got to check these guys out. They're hilarious and whatever. So in my camera roll, I just had a bunch of random clips. So I was just like, let me just make a thread and just to show some love because uh, I got all these clips saved up or whatever yeah and shout out to the first of all shout out to the black announce table who's also approaching their 100th episode pretty soon yeah um, but it's uh yeah for, so we were supposed to have you on for a long time we actually recorded part of the episode um and then <laughs> we had to completely scrap it it was one of the worst nights it was probably the worst night of recording that we've had by far um, we we stayed up recording that episode well i don't think we finished till 10 my time so i could only imagine how it was like one o'clock your time you know? yeah so it was it, it went on for pretty long quite honestly um we we pretty much was like okay so we were recording it wasn't going well we just say okay we're gonna have to call you back even though like you had like made time for this and like work and all this other stuff and so we weren't able to find the time for so for so long but now i feel like the 100th episode is the perfect time to sort of bring you back and sort of bring you back now you now now the reason you're appearing on this podcast is because of the royal rumble pool and i'm gonna keep it a stack with you i do not remember what triggered <laughs> this involvement whether it was uh becky lynch or seth rollins uh which one was it do you remember uh it was seth rollins yeah it no go ahead uh, i was thinking this kind of funny uh like I feel like life imitates art in a way like um, I'm very stupid in the way that I analyze and uh, compare. No, you're not stupid. (laughs) Uh, But like, so like Seth won the Rumble. So I won the Rumble pool. And like, you know, he goes to WrestleMania and wins. And like, so I'm on the show, you know, so you have these parallels. And then Seth loses to Brock with the briefcase and all. and, And but, you know, there's me with the technical difficulties so i'm off the show or whatever and then whatever seth wins his title back and so here i am back but yeah man i mean the royal rumble seth rollins 
all this stuff coming full circle um, to getting you back on the podcast, man. But I remember, all right, so one of the things that we talked about that was completely missing from the podcast, and you were talking about a little bit of the acting and a little bit of pro wrestling and how those kind of two worlds link up. Like, who do you feel like, because I always consider there are like some great actors in WWE. There's some great thespians, I would say. Um, people like a Sami Zayn or Johnny Gargano or something like that. Like, who do you feel like, who who is actually like grabbing your attention right now? And what and and I think you said you took acting classes too, or you're taking acting classes? Yeah, I took uh, one semester in the spring. It, it was called Intro to Acting. Um. Uh, so I've always been very analytical, uh, watching um, any given match. Like, uh, I remember Stone Cold once uh, on a podcast, he was talking about, I guess, uh, his match with The Rock at WrestleMania 17. And he was, uh, I guess, probably watching along and going through his thought process as he worked in the ring. And somebody took the audio from the, the podcast and synced it with footage of the match. Mm-hmm. So. So like, you were really good. You were really in his head. Uh, like, so he's like, you know, uh, and I took this clothesline and I rolled to the corner, and that's basically me telling the Rock come over here and stomp me out in the corner or whatever. Uh, so like, they, uh, and so like, I would really just try to look at like just people positioning themselves or whatever, or like, why did this guy sell? Like when he got kicked in the face, why did he go down to a knee rather than fall on his back? Like, I like to really analyze and decipher things. And um, like, it's really intriguing to me. And with this acting class, like uh, really, like we did some monologues, but the majority of the class was one getting comfortable with each other on Mm -hmm. a a physical level uh, into uncomfortable lengths. And uh, being able to communicate with each other without words. So, um, and like, that's basically what they do in wrestling. Like they, uh, I remember Samoa Joe on Cheap Heat once saying that it's a language you just learn. You just learn how to wrestle. Like it's not, it, it's not like learning how to dribble a ball. It's learning how to speak to the person you're in the ring with. And um like I remember, uh, oh, uh, I remember uh, like bringing this up uh, last time in the in the lost episode. Uh, like uh, one thing that intrigues me is like you remember the match with Cedric Alexander and Kota Ibushi from the Cruiserweight Classic. Of course, classic. a classic. Like, like uh, I might sound sound uh, a little ignorant. Like I don't know if Kota Ibushi knows English, or at least years ago, like. Or I don't know how fluent his English may be, you know. He know so, he knows very little. He knows very little English. Yeah. So to me, like you know, you've got guys that uh, plan things out. Like I remember DDP once saying uh, he liked to script his things from bell to bell, and you know, some guys or some matches rather will have their high spots, you know, that you got to get to for storyline implications, and you know, the finish is always, of course, you know. Uh, a little scripted thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, s- sometimes guys will generally call things in the ring, like in between the high spots, you know? Right. Uh, but like a match like that between them, like a match of the year caliber type match, 20 minutes or whatever it was, like it, it was just mind boggling to me. Cause like, 
I'm sure Cedric doesn't know Japanese and and Koda doesn't know English. So like, how do they call that in the ring? Like, what's going on there? And, and so like in this acting class, like I really learned how to speak to someone else using just your body and how to really know them and know what they're gonna do. And uh, I keep <laughs> referencing Chi P. I mean, shout out to them. Uh, shout out to them, uh, yeah. I, I remember uh, it might have been like not even an interview, really. Peter might have just called Finn Balor just on the spot for no reason and <laughs> shot, uh, shot the shit with him. Uh, but I remember Finn Balor once saying, uh, like, one of his favorite guys to work with is Samoa Joe because he just knows Joe in the ring better than he knows himself. Like, he knows what Joe's going to do before he knows how he'll react to it. And Peter might have said something like, okay, let's say it's a Raw TV match. Five minutes in, you're sitting in the corner. What does Joe do? Uh, and Finn's like, oh, he's going to run and do a rolling whatever the hell into the corner. He's going to pick me up, slam me down, da-da-da. Uh, and I'm just like, I remember listening to that like, uh, how do you know what he's going to do? Like, y'all ain't married or like, you know, like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, I just didn't understand that, like, you know, you know, the one meme where people's brains are connected through electricity. Like, yeah, I'm like, I don't understand what Finn is saying here. But in this class, like, like, I understood it. You know, I, I was able to learn this uh, nonverbal language uh, with my classmates. Like there was uh, one exercise we did, like maybe like five of us were in the center of the of uh black box theater i guess is what they call the classroom mm -hmm. uh, so it was like five of us and the uh professor is like okay the scenario is uh a hospital go and, and we immediately all have to snap into a role and do something uh with one another so so you know like before he says go i'm like looking at who i'm working with like i'm like i see rob i'm like okay rob likes to be dramatic so he's gonna he's probably just gonna start screaming <laughs> And uh, I know Saudi, she, she's probably going to just drop to the floor and act dead. Right. Like, okay, okay, I can work with this. So when the professor said go, that's exactly what happened. Saudi dropped to the floor. And so I'm like, okay, uh, I'll pretend like I'm doing CPR. Like, like I knew what they were going to do before I knew what I should do. And right. so like, I really understood what Finn Balor was saying there. And uh, all of that's just so intriguing to me just the science of pro wrestling and how a match works yeah and, and that, that's intriguing to me too to, to see how someone uh, approaches that from a different angle like obviously you you're learning that in school and you know a lot of people are learning that you know have been learning that since they were kids I, I mean like the the visual and audio cues that people give like you know we joke people that call spots loudly but that's just another way of language <laughs> it's like the way that the, the way that they speak and you know, seeing that from the other side and hearing people like Finn Balor talk about that or hearing about stories in the ring that Stone Cold loves to talk about. He loves running matches down. And, and you know, I, I like the most uh, Austin podcasts, like when he'll talk about matches when he thinks the other person was thinking. And I love when he'll call right. matches like that and he'll, he'll watch them live. Like those are some of my favorite uh, episodes because to me, like I love the psychology behind it. I love figuring out well, why did booking do that? You know, I never look at a booking decision and say, okay, this is just the terrible, the most terrible thing ever. And I, and I think like Mills kind of, you do the same thing as well. It's like, we try and look at the psychological 
you know, uh, and, and the, the kind of like the long-term effects of this, like, what does this mean for the crowd? What does this mean for the performer? What does this mean for the audience? And you have so many masters that you speak to uh, within pro wrestling, the same that you do as an actor. I mean, you, you see movies now like Joker and all these other movies right now that are being like, kind of like, what is this going to do to society? But, you know, essentially it's all communication. All right. of it, all of it is communication, socioeconomic, political. all of that goes within it. And I think, you know, none other than like pro wrestling, like nothing other than pro wrestling, like really brings all of those together, like the good and the bad, the uh, salacious and non-salacious, the innocent and the non-innocent. Like we have a, we literally watch a, a platform that is broadcast from TV PG, TV 14, sometimes, you know, unrated, and we all get something different out of it. But the one thing that stays solid is the communication. There will always be a bad guy. There will always be a good guy. I will always get crap. And in terms of just like speaking from an aspect of like these matches, right? And and, and Simvidius, I'm going to want to know probably your favorite match sooner than later, especially from this type of angle that we're talking about. But I always, always get crap because there are plenty of matches where there's it gets very like theatrical. Like we've, we've gone over on a bonus podcast, we've gone over Triple H versus Undertaker and Hell in a Cell and how like crazy and like over the top that was i will always get crap for liking that rusev versus john cena flag match which i thought <laughs> both guys really oh put in a whole bunch of acting and like really over the top in terms of just like you had to run to the stage and you had to plant your respective flag and both of these guys just kind of like now it's taking the element out of like instead of we're just hurting each other now it's kind of this like physical contests and things like that but still having to tell a story as well and it's like those matches like the match versus eddie guerrero and jbl at um great american bash where eddie guerrero lost the belt to um to jbl in that i feel i think it was a texas bull rope match um but things like that like they bring in so many different elements that we don't usually take into account and stuff like that and i love the way like we loved it when you talked about this on the last episode we were so mad that it couldn't get used and but just this sort of aspect like i love it's very rare to see people sort of analyze it from that standpoint because we're all about like five star physicality who kicks out the most etc etc but it's rare to actually take a look at the performers themselves and be able to like critique them on like their level of performing now you know what i want to definitely ask you is like what is your favorite match from that standpoint like you're from a performative standpoint even if it's like, and when did you start watching? Actually, that's a that's a good question too. Like, when did you start watching, and what did you say is your favorite match since then? I first discovered wrestling around '05 ish. I remember being on the school bus, the back of the bus where the cool kids are, and I remember. <laughs> Shout out uh, to you. <laughs> the, uh, uh, it had to be '05 ish when SmackDown was on Thursdays. I remember. Uh, two of my friends talking about John Cena. And I didn't know exactly what they were saying. I just remember the name uh, brought up. And they're like, yo, he's so cool, da-da-da. Like, I'm like, what are y'all talking about? And they're like, yo, watch this show on Thursday. You know, just check it out. I didn't even know they were telling me to watch wrestling. I didn't even, I didn't even know wrestling was a thing that existed. I, didn't, I had no idea what I was getting into. But I'm like, okay, you know. How old were you at the time? Uh Sixth grade, shit. So you was about 11, 12, maybe 11 or 12, yeah. Uh, maybe? Um, I don't remember. How old was I in fifth grade? I was skipped. Wait, <laughs> wait, oh, <laughs> wait oh, five. So, uh, Sixth yeah, I grade? I might have been 11. 
Yeah, might have been 11. It's always weird for me. I was actually pro tip or like something you never know. I was skipped a grade, so I never know what grade I was actually or age I was supposed to be in uh, for whatever grade. But please go ahead. Mills is 30. Mills is actually 32. Uh, well, fuck that. All right. <laughs> hey, he's the Nate Plus player, though. <laughs> you know, that's right. Um, uh, so, and, uh, you know, uh, memories can always be so foggy. So I don't know if the first thing I saw was a random John Cena Booker T match, because for some reason that like is in my head. Of course. Uh, but but I know the the earliest thing I remember vividly is I remember the segment with John Cena and JBL leading up to WrestleMania where JBL could not touch John Cena and uh, John Cena was like pouring water in his hat and like spray painting his shirt. And he was like, you know, put a hand on me or whatever, yelling like at the top of his lungs. And he's like, if, you know, throw a fist at me and I swear I will unleash hell upon you. And, and he was just so intense. And I was like, yeah, this is the shit. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta see him whoop his ass. Uh, and, and like, you know, John Cena, I mean, you know, say what you will about him as, uh, as a hip hop guy, but like, you know, uh, like, like I could relate in a way like uh, right. like JBL was calling him some like poor ass thug uh, that, you know, couldn't wrestle or whatever or had no respect for business. And, you know, and I'm I'm like JBL was the type of guy that everybody in my neighborhood hated. And John Cena was the guy that everybody in my neighborhood could relate with. And it was just the perfect like first segment to really get into wrestling. Yeah. What was your favorite match? Is it is it from that series? Um uh so I know favorite match is a trigger question because there's so many. Uh, so like before the network back in my day, um uh I remember they used to always have like the pay-per-views come out on DVD like exactly one month later at Walmart. So me and my grandpa, uh, first of all, my grandpa watched wrestling in the 80s and never introduced me to it. Uh, (laughs) Like when I start when I first discovered it for myself and started watching it, like I remember my grandpa walking in and he's like, oh, you're watching this. Like I haven't seen this in a while. I'm like, yo, like I'm I missed the whole attitude era. Like the fuck. (laughs) Uh, But but anyway, so um, uh, every month we would always. Uh, get the the DVD of the pay-per-view from a month prior, uh, which is whatever. I'm, I'm already spoiled on everything, but, you know, like, the best matches are on pay-per-view, so, like, I, I had to always get them each month, and um, so, you know, when you only got, like, six DVDs, you tend to cycle through them all the time, so, uh, but, like, um, for the longest, my favorite match, uh, this might be an odd pick, uh, like, when you think Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, I don't think anybody thinks of this one off the top of their head. Uh, off the top of their head, but the match I would replay the absolute most is Shawn Michaels versus Mr. McMahon at WrestleMania 22. Wow, that match is so <laughs> good. Beat- that match is very good. <laughs> <laughs> he just beat the fucking shit out of him <laughs> the whole time. He shoved his son's face up his ass and and uh, like he. Uh, Shot a snot rocket at somebody, I think, from the Spirit Squad. Like it was just goofy, but just hilarious. Just whooping somebody's ass, and 
I guess it could be very cathartic to watch that match. And, uh, like, uh, I don't know. Even though that's the one I replayed the most, it's probably not the one I would consider the best. I think for the longest... No one's going to judge you. <laughs> I think for the longest, uh, HBK angle at WrestleMania 21... Also a very good one. ...was probably what I considered the best match all the way up until... I saw Sasha Bailey in Brooklyn. I was like, okay, like this tops that for me. Because, uh, uh, you know, like what we said earlier, I don't think Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle ever touched each other before that match. Like, I think that, nah, was, the that was the first time they've ever wrestled. Like, they'll legitimately go on wax and say, that's the first time we ever wrestled. That's the first time we ever touched each other. We had never been in the ring before. But considering the two talents of them, like Kurt Angle, who's, like, one of the most, like, who who wrestling came to probably the quickest out of anyone in history. And Shawn Michaels, just a veteran who has these big matches and knows how to deliver and knows how to, you know, pull sort of tug on the heartstrings and all these athletic, you know, contests of it. Yeah, this was this was like a match of true professionals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like speaking about, you know, calling shit in the ring and just like or not having to, you know, just straight up going to work. Right. Uh, but, you know, Sasha Bailey, like I'm sure that match was like produced every second, like uh, psychologically, like the whole uh you know bailey's uh repaired hand or whatever a fracture she had or something right you know, going into that match and like i i remember losing my mind when sasha had the bank statement on and bailey's reaching for the ropes and sasha just starts stomping on her hand that is reaching out for the ropes like while she still has the submission on i thought that was like, amazing you know psychologically and like everything that that was i'm like I didn't think a match could get this good uh, at in this type of way. And I remember just losing my shit. And, yeah. And, like, maybe it went on for, like, five more minutes. And so, like, since, you know, you always have a favorite match, but, you know, there's matches every day. Uh, yeah. yeah. So like, that topped HBK angle for me. And right. And re recently, uh, Cole Gargano 2 which is weird because, like, m I think most people will say the first one, even though all three were fire. Like, number two was is probably, like, my favorite match now mm -hmm. uh, because, like, not only is it, you know, j on its own just a fire match, but, like, it called back to their previous match and, like, you know, like, they'll do a spot that looked si uh, similar. It kind of mirrored something they did in their first match, but now it's got, like, a reversal to it. Uh, it like, it shows, like, they did their homework on each other. They know each other. Like, that's not going to work again. Right. Know? Yeah. And so, like, I loved that element of that second match. And, and, and like, right when the match first starts, like, uh, they, like, go for their finishers or they tease it and, like, and they're just dodging and dodging and reversals. And, and then, like, uh, you know, they have that, like, little standoff and, and like, like these takeover matches uh like uh you can tell like th there's a lot of rehearsal and thought put into uh, or you know especially the main events mm -hmm. like there's just a lot a lot of heads 
uh, putting ideas to it and yeah yeah man there's totally like i mean considering that i mean now nxt's every week so i'm wondering if the i mean i'm sure the matches will ho- hold up the same but us having to like must view it every week is going to be crazy now um but yeah man i mean your your reasons for those matches are incredible and you've given us sort of an aspect um that we've never really truly explored on it, but we always give an odds and ode to like these like really great performers in the ring themselves. But um, John, we're gonna have to we're, we're gonna have to let you go because we got so many more guests coming. Um, but I want to thank you for showing up on the A Show 100 and thank you for entering that initial Royal Rumble, you know, that Royal Rumble lottery to sort of win this thing. Like we, I was initially, when we were initially put it out, I wasn't sure if anyone's going to, we thought not enough people would enter and we would have to double up on picks. Yeah. Um, but the fact that like all slots were filled and we probably could have filled another 30 slots was kind of crazy as well. So I want to thank you for entering that and really just showing love to the podcast in general. Hmm. Thanks for putting up with my hiatus and uh, my schedule and such. No, nah, we, we was always going to get you. It's all about perfect timing. And if not, th- if not now, probably when our <laughs> when we move after SmackDown moves and figure some stuff out. But once again, you can follow Sinvidius at um, yeah Sinvidius on Twitter. I mean, it, it's Sound spelled. Out. Yeah, it's spelled how it is. It'll be in the description. It'll be in all types of things. So you can follow him there. Um, but until then, we'll, you know, thank you once again. And we'll have more A Show up next. If you listen to the show, I did not say any of that. I said none of that. All right, we are back on the A Show 100. Uh, we have we have a super special guest on the line here. Uh, he is someone who a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I shouted him out really, really, really big because, you know, I, I just felt as though, you know, this is this is my guy, this is my homie, this is somebody that when I was in Orlando last year for the WWE 2K event, he hit me up. He was like, yo, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to come over. And I ain't never see this dude, but he's here on the show today. My guy, Cornell Gunther. What's going on, bro? What's up, man? See, what happened was... I was- <laughs> See, what had happened was I was employed by EA Sports, and I got invited to come by 2K. Uh-huh. But ultimately, I couldn't go because EA was like, don't you go over there. Like, okay, <laughs> is that, is that really, truly the, the lines of just like, yo, you cannot cross ever? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a respect thing, you know. I, I get it. It's like both and Crypt, I guess. So, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But no, nah, it was just a respect thing. And, you know, I, I, I got much love for 2K and everybody. I still got love for EA. 
But, you know, it sucked because, like, you know, J5 was out there. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go tidy my friend. And he was, like, dressed very expensive from what I heard. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I believe it. I believe it. It was so hot in Florida last year. I remember hitting up meals like, yo, I, I was just sweating, walking to go get something to eat in Orlando that day. That's every day, man. But now it's raining, so I like it. A lot of people are like, oh, my God, these storms. I'm like, shut up, bro. I'd rather take a thunderstorm than 95, 85 um, type degree weather when it's super hot because it's humid. So it could be yeah. a normal 90, which is okay. But when it's humid, bro, that's unforgiving. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, and if you guys don't know, Cornell used to work at EA Sports. Uh, he moved over to WWE's NXT brand where he does. You do like social for them, correct? Yeah, so uh, I do social, I do content creation, I do um, editing, um, you know, I do a lot of different things. I uh, work with uh, my good, loving brother, Josiah Williams. Awesome. Like, I do I do a lot of great things. Like, WWE has been great. They've let me be creative, and they've let me just explore different opportunities that I want to do for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been amazing. Well, let me well let me ask you one thing before we get into, you know, as we get into this sort of stage of your career and things like that, but want to ask you one thing because just, you know, we have another podcast, RAOP Gaming. Um, oh, yeah. We have a podcast where we talked about NBA 2K um, specifically, and it's getting actually a lot of flack. And for someone who's worked on a lot of EA sports and live games, what do you think? I mean, I don't know. What do you think, like, actually goes into, like, a good sports game? Like, at least in 2019, because, it, I mean, it's crazy how they've kind of, like, loaded it up. They've got all LeBron's doing this, LeBron's doing that. We got some backstage. It's more realistic than everything. Like, you're running out on your family or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> and um, all these different things. And yet, it still seems like the game is getting terrible reviews. What do you think actually goes into a really good sports game? So if you ask me, um, a good model for a sports team is essentially having a legit planning sticking to it. A lot of these teams, dude, in the gaming industry, um, they come in with like, hey, all right, guys, we're going to add six different features. And by the time you hit gate one and gate two before you eat, you know, before you reach alpha and stuff like that, a lot of the, that feature list is cut. And then a lot of time, the, a lot of gaming industries, which you all know, it's that, hey, if your game doesn't sell, you're going to lose X amount of employees mm-hmm. that following year. So a lot of times, like at NBA Live, you know, we had a lot of great concepts and stuff, a lot of great ideas, but 2K has 400 employees, you know? Mm. <laughs> when you got 35 people going against 400, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. Then, what you had, like for myself, like I'll be working on multiple different modes, you know, and where I can never give one thing the full potential because I got to worry about the next and the next and the next. So in my in my opinion, in any in any sports game, you need to have if you got a plan, stick to it. But you need to have the right people in the right spots to do it. Like you can't have one person doing three different modes. And also, live services is the most important thing in today's economy. Your mm-hmm. live services is your normal daily content update, like your roster updates, your gear updates, and all that. Introducing cool like brands and all that stuff. Like NBA Live gets so much flack and so much you know disrespect and all that, which is it is what it is, right? Yeah. But if you looked at, you know, when they introduced, when, when I was there, when we introduced Bait and introduced Pink Dolphin, introduced that kind of stuff, now if you look at it, or influencers, now if you look at it, 2K's putting in multiple people's in their game, Madden's putting in DJ Khaled, Little Yachty, FIFA's doing, like, the Volta stuff, which is a mixture of FIFA Street. So it's like, mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of became cool in a way to do some stuff. Live was just a guinea pig, but it wasn't cool enough to where it didn't seem like like the title itself wasn't cool enough. So what they yeah. were doing, oh, that's cool, but it's live. But it's also, that's, oh, that's awesome. You know, so it's like, <laughs> it's, it's that. And, which, and I get it. Like 2K, 2K's the Nikes and the Jordans and live and live is like the Adidas, you know? So it's yeah. like, 
but it's Adidas before, you know, the NMDs and the, the Kanye's and all that, you know? Like, people are like, ah, I don't really want to wear Adidas. That's not really my style. So, <laughs> but, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, for me, I always was honest with myself, and I knew what reality was. Like, I knew I was working on a project that wasn't viewed highly by anybody, but that just motivated me to bust my ass even more to make people be like, oh, you know what? This is actually good. Because if live turns a corner and actually people are like, oh, wow, that's the biggest improvement that they've had in, in a while. Right. So for me, that makes me feel good because I made a change. So, yeah. you know, it's a, a, lot, a lot of the industry now also, like, look at 2K20, man. Like, yesterday we had a patch. For 30 gigs. 30 gigs. PS4 was 23 gigabytes. Xbox, 32 gigabytes. Your game has been out for a week. Why? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, why? But, it's, but, the, but then again, you know, it's, it's going to take the people that actually play their game to actually spark your change because they're not going to stop bro like microtransactions people complained about it for a little bit then they stopped complaining about it and then you know what happened nothing microtransactions just it stayed the same and, and it got worse and it got worse and it got worse mm-hmm. so it's just it just i guess it's how the, these people are now they complain for six months and in the two-month lead-up they're ready so yeah you know. they'll still turn around and play it and you mentioned earlier you busted your ass uh to get to where you're at you and obviously you busted your ass to get into the wwe such a great rousing story you know of you leading up to there i remember when i dm'd you yesterday i saw my message to you after i found out and i was just like man that was like a year ago like straight up man i remember man but people don't understand this like the past five years of my life has been incredible dude i've been uh on food stamps i've been have stuff you possess i've like, you know, I've been borrowing money. I borrow money from people for X amount of time just to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I started working at EA, dude, I was doing, like, volunteer work. So, like, I was out there just every single day for, like, five or six months on a bad quad because I told my quad in the warehouse when I was supposed to go play professional in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So I told my quad, lost that contract to Puerto Rico. I was on food stamps, paying people for rides to go to EA, and then just doing volunteer work. All EA used to give me was just games, games that, that were already out or new games that were coming out. Mm-hmm, so then mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, like, I can actually start walking. I'm going to, like, you know, go through my own thing. It was like, come work here. Dude, I was making, like, $9 an hour working 65 hours a, working 65 hours a week. I didn't give a damn. Mm-hmm. I, I busted my ass, and I found a way in. And then once I got in, I just did everything I can to stay in and just keep moving. And that's the thing that, a lot of people don't understand. It's like, man, people think, because some, maybe some people do talk stuff on the Internet, and that's how they get hired. But... But that that never worked for me, and I wish it did. Yeah, that that's what was crazy. <laughs> that's what was crazy to me was that like, and it, it it goes for you, and it also goes for me. It's like everyone's always like, oh, all they did is is love WWE, and they eventually like hired them. And I, and, you know, I even said on the show, I was like, that's that's bullshit. Like, I know this guy. I, I didn't know that story. I didn't know your story, but I knew that you worked hard. I'd seen you before. I'd seen you. I'd seen what you were doing, and and probably vice versa. Like, we worked really hard to get where we are. We don't we don't need to. You know, we're not defined by the the fucking companies that we like, you know? Oh, that's a fact. And the thing about it, too, so, like, an- another story that people don't even know, right? So, mm-hmm. when Wale Mania first comes around here in Orlando for WrestleMania, I hit up, uh, I, di- I didn't I didn't meet Kaz yet, or, or Millie. I, like, we knew each other through um, Trevor Ricochet, but I didn't meet them yet. But at the time, I didn't really have any money or anything like that. So, I hit up Court Bauer, and I was like, yo, dude, I'll just, like, work security or something just to be there because I really want to be there. And then what? And MLW was like, "Nah, dude, you know what? Just come on in. Don't worry about it." And they, and then they, they basically introduced me to Cass and Emilio, and then everything else just writes itself out. So it's like, dude, like a lot of a lot of people don't understand. Like, dude, a lot of my life for the past five years has been hard, like mm-hmm. super duper hard. And then I was able to find light through certain of the stuff that I was going through. 
I took advantage of every opportunity that I had, and nothing was ever given to me. Right. Like, I, I was at EA, dude, and at one point, I was off. I was out of work for 104 days. <laughs> like, Jeez. like, so it's like, like, you know, it's like, I, man, I wish, I wish I could just, like, kiss somebody's ass and get a paycheck. But right. for me, that's not how I was raised. I was always raised, you earn every single thing you get because you can never have nobody ever say that they gave you something. Yeah, uh, well, I want to earn a win against you in WWE 2K. How do I do that? Yeah, just stop trying. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every single time you hit us up, like, I'll be playing with Mark. Uh, obviously, Mark from uh, RSBN. We we play all the time, obviously. You see the videos on Twitter. I'm like, hey, Cornell wants to play us. And Mark's always like, man, Cornell don't want it. <laughs> listen, hey, Mark, I know you're going to listen to this, so whenever you're ready. Wow. Wow. I mean, y'all not too far away from each other. They could make it a main event. <laughs> that now. is true. He and West Palm. So I mean, I mean, listen, honestly, I mean, we got we got nothing but space and opportunity, so I'm ready for anything. Oh wow. And, and Mark, you hear game, that? It, I mean, WWE 2K20. I mean, it's it's <laughs> we're on the heels of it's coming out. It looks very, very interesting. I want to ask you, for instance, how long how long have you been playing WWE games? You remember the first wrestling? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. The first wrestling game I ever played was in your house. On uh, wow. my uncle's uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Yeah, that was like the Mortal okay. Kombat like game. Yeah, weird. It was like it was so weird. But I was like a little kid, man. I wasn't like Undertaker had the blue um, stuff coming out of his glove, my purple stuff coming out of his glove when he did the strikes. And I was like, oh my god, what is this? And I fell in love with wrestling like a couple, like a year or so prior to that because my great grandma wrestled. So um, she used to watch um, Monday Night Raw in her room every single Monday religiously. What? I can't tell the story, Bubba. Your your Cornell son is like he's a co-host as well. (laughs) But nah, so um, so what happened was I ended up uh, I used to sneak under her bed and drink Mountain Dews to stay awake. (laughs) Like no lie, dude. And like she she knew I was under. She'll let me sit under there, and then I'll just fall asleep at like nine thirty slump, and she'd be call my mom, Angie, come get your son out of here. He's sleeping. But like (laughs) like literally faithfully every Monday, I was watching my great grandma, and it was cool, and I fell in love with it. And in the game, so the game that really turned the corner for me with wrestling game was like No Mercy. Yes. No Mercy Ooh. was just like, oh, I that was something like, because first off, it was like the Pyro was doing that for the first time for Kane. I, my dad's not a big wrestling fan, so he was at my uncle's house. My uncle had it first. And then my dad was like, yo, your uncle's playing the game with the Pyro. I was like, boom. And I was like, stop describing it to me. Just go buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, but No Mercy was like $65 for like 15 years. <laughs> like, great. Great. It, it was it's a really legitimately classic game i didn't get wwf no mercy until probably like 2000 and like five i mean it was still six thousand it's still 65 dollars but i didn't get that till two and it's really still like one of the best like you can still play it now and it holds oh, yes. up so strong but between that and, and uh and here comes the pain like so here comes the pain was like as i got older and i started getting nice with the six that was that was my thing here comes the pain and, and no mercy shaped it like all the raw versus smackdown stuff i was like ah, okay but it never lived up to that because no yeah. mercy i was able to choke somebody on undertaker's motorcycle and ride around with them by the throat like <laughs> you can never tell me that's better than that i don't care what you say uh speaking of challenges and video game challenges you have a very interesting uh <laughs> feud with one Kofi Kingston for the past couple of weeks, you just you've been you've been on his ass, so to speak. Then and of course this is a show one hundred. This is the last show we're going to be cussing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just use up all my cuss words. Uh, this started really in Toronto, I want to say. Well, it started before that, but it kind of hit 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 a a huge moment in Toronto where you were looking for Kofi, couldn't find him. <laughs> 
My man has been the biggest threat to the title. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the thing, man. So, you know, um, Xavier, you know, E and Kofi, you know, they're my guys. You know, I love them so much. And I always tell them, just like, you know, I told told you, J5, and I told Cads, you know, like, you know, you guys are like, and to be honest, you guys like black superheroes, right? You guys do a lot of stuff that a lot of young black kids who love wrestling or love social media or love um, you know, podcasts of wish that they could do or find a way to do it. So, like, for you guys, you guys like the thoroughbreds, like, with cats. But cats were, like, the freaking wrestle rap stuff. When I first saw it, I was like, yo, this is cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, like, because growing up, you know, a lot of, like, in the black in the black community stuff, I'm not going to go, like, super-duper black black panther on you guys, but, like, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff for, you know, in the black community was, like, we do basketball, football, you know, you be cool, you listen to, listen to XYZ. Wrestling? Ah, nah, nah, you don't really do wrestling type stuff. So for me, with that was like seeing you guys be like thoroughbreds, like seeing J Five on uh, WWE.com with Wale after the freaking rap battle. I was like, Jesus Christ, who is this guy? Like he's really cool, and he's and he's different. He's unique. He he's he's not he's not what what everybody would think he would be. He's himself. You have the glasses on. You have to you have to kill Margaret side dreads and everything. I was like, Yo, this is amazing. You my shirt, my hair was so short then. It's so it's so crazy looking in that video today. I, I looked at it a couple of months ago. I was like, holy shit. But but that's but that's the thing. You you were yourself. And, and at the time, dude, like that was super duper unheard of. A lot a lot of a lot of African Americans that I've seen that was uh you know affiliated with wrestling was like the super strong guys or the guys that could freaking tell you about stock or something. So mm-hmm. for you, Kaz, you know, and you guys, you just like, that was just different because you kind of blended hip hop and wrestling, which is like cool as hell because Xavier was blending up up down down. What wrestling, video games are wrestling. So now wrestling was becoming mainstream. It was cool to see black guys be a part of that whole movement, you know. So like sitting back and watching you guys, I was like, damn. Like I, I've been, I've been following Jay. This might be sad. I've been following Jay Five way before he even knew who the fuck I was. Like who the hell I was. Like it's like, <laughs> it's wild. So but anyways, yeah. um. So but I'm glad. I'm glad that you haven't. You haven't. You haven't turned on me like the Europeans have. Oh God! Please, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole thing with Kofi Kingston started. Um, let's let's say I got so I got hired in November, and uh, Xavier comes down to the PC and he's doing some stuff. And you know I looked at him, I was like, hey, so you know that I'm here, so you know all this all these fake video game people that you put up 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 down down. They're not gamers. <laughs> they, they just play video games. Like all that has to stop because now the big dogs here, so they got to check in. And the one person I wanted in particular was Kofi. And I just randomly said his name just because I like to pick on him. But then, you know, Xavier hits him up like the same day at the PC. And Kofi replies back in some very, very vulgar language that I did not like. <laughs> it was so vulgar. And I was like, oh, Kofi, you fake Jamaican. Don't do this to me. So then, you know, uh, I get to Phoenix and I see him. And I'm like, we're, we're backstage at Rumble. And I'm like, Hey, so what's up? I mean, you know, after the show, I believe Xavier, that's the room set up. Let's just get this over with. He was like, oh, you want to play me? You got to go through people. You gotta... I'm like, really? Okay. okay. <laughs> he tried to big boy you. He tried to big boy you. So then, so then what happened is Angelo Dawkins gets a battery in his back and starts talking himself up. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to NXT Roll Loop. And it's me, Dawks, and like, we're, all, we're, all, we're all at one of the shows. I think we're in Minnesota. And Dawks is talking so much stuff during like during the show, during rehearsals, and everything. he's talking so much stuff. And I'm like, Dawks, this is not, it's not, this is not what you want to do. And I tell him, like, Yo, I'm gonna use the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm gonna have plus 200 yards with Le'Veon Bell. I'm gonna have plus 200 yards with Antonio Brown. Juju might get 100, and I'm just gonna slap you. And it's gonna be over with. And he's, <laughs> they call me, they call me Football Dawks. 
And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care what they call you. So then, long story short, fast forward with Docs. Docs gets his report card, realize that he's spelling. So then, you know, you know, it's uh, he gets he gets beat forty three to three in front in front of, in front of his tag team partner, and then and and then he looks so sad. Like just like just like my son's crying. That was Angelo Dawkins. <laughs> um, and then you know, and then from there, Kofi was like, he he tried to do the oh I don't play all my fans. You gotta you gotta beat other people. So Makaji's the fan. Wow. So, I mean, I, so, so then I just developed a hit list. So then Makaji's on the show, right? And Makaji's that he's actually beating Kofi Kingston in Madden. They just never put the footage out. Anyway. Oh wow, wow. So, so so I realized that. So I'm like, oh Makaji, okay. So I always like Makaji's my guy. Um, but I've always beat him by nothing less than 50 points in Madden. So um, I started just posting me obliterating every single person that I can just to show Kofi, like, all right, dude, like, anything else? So we get to Toronto, and uh, I, so fun fact, I actually saw Kofi 10 minutes of me getting to Toronto. So, <laughs> and how I kind of did, I jumped out on him. Like, oh, like, wow. I like, I was a hoodlum. I was like, hey, Kofi, let's play Madden. And he's like, oh, man, so. That was, ah, that's a bad idea. But I'm like, I'm here now, so I might as well keep up the gimmick. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, wow, you found me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yo, whatever, dog. That's a great Kofi voice, by the way. <laughs> so, then, so, then, so then we ended up, like, I ended up, that was funny, right? Bro, bro, bro. He's <laughs> he laughing at Kofi. He's hilarious. So then I, we ended up, like, I let it go or whatever. So then um, me and Josiah, I tell him, like, yo, I want to make these videos of me, like, literally looking for Kofi because I want the smoke. And I'm like, the problem is going to be for him. It's like when somebody's publicly showing that they want smoke, you know, it's going to be hard for him to deny it. And then I was like, hmm, don't make it better. If I get his two tag team partners in my videos that show that, like, dude, like, like he's really scared. So Big E told me to my face that Kofi's scared of me. So wow. anyway. So, so, <laughs> hey, so I love I, this. This is some Hot 97 Jay-Z Nas nah shit. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so anyway, so um, we're at, uh, we're at the hotel getting breakfast before uh SummerSlam, I think. And yeah, I'm sitting with Docs and stuff and I'm talking that's the, I made the video with Docs and then Kofi walks right in with his family. And I'm like, oh I want to be part of your family too. So then I walk <laughs> over to Kofi. I walk over to Kofi and I'm like, and as soon as I walk over, he pulls out his phone. I'm like, oh wow. I would really gonna come say hi, what's up? But okay, I guess we're I guess we're live. Josiah hit hit, hit record. So then Kofi does all this and then you know we just go back and forth, back and forth. And after a while, I just realized, like, he's scared. Like, if you ever seen anybody else challenge Kofi Kingston, up, up, down, down, and all that, he's super-duper ready. I'm 24-7, da-da-da-da. But then when the real big dog comes, he's like, now, now, now. I'm like, I, 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 I'm too famous. I don't play all my fans. I'm like, dude, we get paid by the same person. <laughs> like, come on. Like, come on. And as a matter of fact, actually, I'm, and we were in WrestleMania in New York, and we were backstage, and they filmed something for up, up, down for us to play. And God is on, on my son's soul, on you, Bubba. Freaking uh, Xavier looks at me. He was like, "We all know you're gonna kick his ass, but we have to. We have to. We, but he's gonna keep running. He's gonna keep running." But Xavier was like, "As soon as the game gets cut on, I'm gonna start cheering for you." I was like, yeah, okay, okay. So basically, that's the thing. It's like you know the WWE champion Kofi Kingston, aka Fake Jamaican, aka Sir, Sir Tapital, aka Running Man. Wow! Um, wow! You know, uh, he's just scared. He's he's scared. He's scared because he knows that, like, he's not a gamer. Like, I, I consider Xavier Woods, Austin Creed, as a professional gamer because I respect him, you know? And I, and he actually, he's goes to stuff and he actually plays people. Yes, he does this. Kofi Kingston is a guy that casually plays video games for a hobby. Wow. wow. You know, AJ Styles plays video games for a hobby. You know? Wow. Seth Rollins plays video games as a hobby. 
especially when it comes to Madden, like I'm the big dog. Like like Kenny King hop, hopped his ass in one of my mentions and jumped in front of a bullet that had nothing to do with him. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Kofi. Don't worry, Champ. I'll handle it for you. And I was like, Kenny, stay in your place. Who are you talking to? Do you know who I am? Wow. And Kenny King, can, he, he hasn't tweeted me back since after I whooped him by 30. So it's like, okay, like, what do you want from me? Cornell, Cornell, this is the greatest promo we've ever had in the A show. <laughs> on the all 100 episodes, this is the one. It, we're on the 100 episode. I'm keeping it 100, a.k.a. 1,000. Wow. Like, listen, like, if, like if, if this ain't the place no to do it. There's just no reason why these guys they, they sit on this on this YouTube channel. They all have this fun. And they want to be parade. They get shirts made about them. And they and listen. Like my thing is this: like you're gonna play somebody who wrestles X amount of days a year. I get it, but they play this game as a casual thing. Like I'm a psychopath when I play video games. Yes, you are. I can but attest I, to this. <laughs> I, I I am a full fledged psychopath. Like when somebody literally calls me out on Twitter and tweets me and wants to go, oh oh I'm scared. I go into the most weirdest psychological place. Like somebody says something about my son, and that's that's why I beat them by so much. And then I feel so good afterwards. So well, yeah. Uh, Mark, you got you got someone on your hands. Kofi, <laughs> uh, Kofi, keep running, keep running. Keep, I, I hope that you take this guy's challenge. Listen, it, it will end somewhere. It'll be massive. It'll be huge. And I personally can't wait to see it from the way that this entire promo, <laughs> this entire thing has gone down. Thus far, the the video packages, the the, <laughs> the the promos, the back and forth tweets. This is probably you know one of the best storylines going on in WWE right now that is not on currently WWE television. My God! Um, uh, before we let right you now, go, though, oh, go. hold on, hold on. I got something else to say about Mister Kofi Kingston. You know what Kofi did that really pushed the needle? Well, oh, right. Actually, Wait, hold on. He actually sent me. So he was getting random people's phones that I don't know and sending me videos throughout the day at the arena talking talking stuff. And I was like, you're going to text me from random people's phones sending me a video, not like a five-second video, two minutes to three minutes of calling me corn. I'm like, oh, you are being so disrespectful. It's well, coming, man. Uh, Kofi, you, 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 he wants to smoke. He wants yes. to smoke. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, I want the smoke. I want pancakes. I want the pop <laughs> I want the unicorns. I want the Jamaican accent. I want the SOS. I want all that. I want it all. Oh, my God, Cornell. Before we let you go, tremendous moment coming for NXT on Wednesday. Uh, are you excited for this? Like, what's the feeling like right now amongst everybody in, in the crew? Man, it's... Uh... First off, I, I'm just so happy to be a part of this whole thing. And, you know, somebody going up as a child, like I said earlier, of watching wrestling, to now being a part of something that's groundbreaking um, for not just uh, WWE, but just for wrestling. Um, so that's, like, number one. Second of all, it's, it's excitement, you know. Um, you know, I'm super happy for guys like Ciampa, Gargano. And I, not, I'm not even going to talk about Hunter and all those because, you know, that's right yourself. But, like, just have been a lot of talent that came from, like, humble beginnings to now they're on the USA Network every single Wednesday live starting September 18th. And they're know. the attraction, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and it's, like, it's crazy because there's no more developmental. Like, Gargano says this all the time, and I love Johnny so much for it. He's like, we are a third brand, so, and, like, we will be respected as such. And it's like, it's yeah, it's like these guys and girls, you know, Shayna, you know, and people that paved the way, you know, Oscar, Ember, you know, a lot of former Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, you know, Bailey, they've paved the way, but it's so cool to be a part of this. So, like, it's super duper exciting, and I'm beyond excited. Um, I don't know how the hell I'm even going to think about sleeping on Tuesday. And, like, because I used to play basketball, so I feel like I'm finna, like, go hoop or something, and I'm not, but that's just how super excited I am.
for everybody to get this moment. Awesome. It is crazy, man. First of all, before we go, before we go, before we wrap things up, I want to say personally, I mean, I DM'd you a few months ago about this. I still want to say it echoes through the stuff that you guys do on the WWPC YouTube channel and the stuff that you and the stories you guys tell and everything sort of making these sort of larger than life characters and kind of like even shrinking them down, not shrinking them in sort of a negative way, but managing to put them on the same level as everybody else and managing to tell these stories and these, and, and you know, you, you told your story at the beginning of this segment right here on the episode and all these other wrestlers have their own stories to tell and the way you guys are able to capture it and really sell it and really provide those stories have been incredible and adding just a completely different look on professional wrestling. So I want to say you guys are doing great work. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. And the craziest thing about that, man, it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of a line that sometimes never gets crossed. Like, you know, a lot of people understand backstage stuff if you, if you're affiliated or if you're back there. Um, But for us to shine like a complete real spotlight on it and get these real stories from Ciampa and get these real stories from Cole Gargano, you know, from the arrival of Matt Riddle coming to NXT and all that stuff. It's been incredible. And, like, you know, we started, you know, when I got there, literally, we started from zero. And now we're at 131 subscribers. And, you know, we're, we're growing. Like, it's not like we're trying 131, to... 131,000 subscribers. Yes. Don't get yes. it twisted. No. <laughs> no, no, big K at the end of that. Big K at the end of that. Um, but, like, also, like, you know, my proudest moment, like, and everybody at PC knows this, is like, my proudest moment is, like, we don't get TV plugs, you know? We don't get any of that, which is oh, cool. It's not, it's not a complaint. It's just cool that we got a lot of stuff organically, you know? And it's like a right. lot of stuff, like, like the Matt Riddle stuff that, you know, our guy James Long, a.k.a. Jimmy Long, who actually did the broken uh, Matt Hardy stuff, all he filmed all that stuff with Jeremy Borash. Um, he worked on that Matt Riddle stuff, and it was cool to see his, his passion, his project end up being on the WWE Network, you know? So it's like a lot of stuff that we're doing for us, it's like mm-hmm. we're just trying to be real life and give people a different feel. Like the confidential stuff from back in the day or breaking ground from back in the day. Yeah. Love that. And, and we're just trying to give you a, like a, something similar to that. So thank you guys for that. Appreciate it. Uh, th- thank you for being on the show, Cornell. Uh, as always, NXT will be on the USA Network every single Wednesday. Uh, make sure you follow the WWE PC account on YouTube. Uh, Cornell, anything else you want to plug? Uh, yeah, no, just the WWE PC account on YouTube, Twitter. Um, IG, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, uh, follow these guys because they're amazing. I like them a lot. They're like really <laughs> cool. Um, also, uh, just let Kofi Kingston know when you see him that I want smoke, I want the chimney, I want everything. Uh, it ain't really, yeah, that's all. Like, yeah. Fantastic. All right. Uh, and we will be right back on the A Show 100. But uh, John Cena, my my man John Cena, is he's on a he's on a tour to get his girl back. He's so emotional. <laughs> Let go, cause I'm trying to hold on to you. Yes, he is. Wow, wow! I didn't know you could sing, Meals. I I don't sing. That's just how like know. That that was a that was a crazy note, bro. That you, you see me you see me a girlfriend like that? What, what, what is that? No, I don't sing except in the shower. But John Cena <laughs> is one hundred percent going through it. My man looks rough. That beard is terrible. 
My man John Cena said that he goes out from six to nine, and it's so robotic that he said he goes out from a specific time and, yes. and was able to tell you this three-hour period that he goes outside to talk to strangers, my friend. Imagine being outside and John Cena walks There's up to John you. again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't make eye contact. Fuck. <laughs> and he just wants to have this discussion with you. It's... Ugh. Welcome back. Uh, we, we managed to call. Uh, we, we got left on hold for a while, but uh, we managed to call Cyrus and MJ. Cyrus, of course, uh, who co-hosts Spot Callers with myself and MJ from The Call Up, which uh, runs through NXT and NXT UK. And I mean, thank you for joining A Show 100, fellas. Hey, man. I'm just happy to be here. What's going on, man? What's going on, fellas? Listen, I'm so happy to have the whole network here, all four of us, the A-Show Network, where the greatest minds talking professional wrestling. And and we're going to do something special right now because, I mean, I think part in this 100 episodes, it's probably been like the last 20 episodes in terms of when we've actually incorporated this. But I feel like the hot take was a very cool idea for like getting people's actual... Uh, thoughts about things and their 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 major disdain for AEW more than likely. <laughs> um, so, as a group, as a family, I'll say this: as a family, first of all, once again, thank you guys for coming on. Um, as a family, we're gonna go through a couple of these hot takes more than usual. We usually do about four. We're gonna see how much we can get um, in a certain amount of time. Um, but we're gonna go through these hot takes. I got them all lined up here. We're gonna try to like clear out the rest of these because this is episode 100, because this is the mountaintop, because this is the the peak of professional wrestling here in audio form. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go over all of this. Are you guys ready for hot takes? Absolutely. Ready. Justin, are you ready? Come on. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm really concerned about what people are going to ask. I don't well, know what people are going to ask here. No, I mean, so here's the thing. Here's the cool thing about this. We got varying hot takes. So we've got like hot takes of NXT. So maybe MJ can chime in a little bit more on that. We got we got hot takes. Um, ROH. We got hot takes. Huh? Yeah, just I mean, it's, it's just one, but you know, <laughs> it says ROH in it. <laughs> if you search terms ROH, you'll have at least one result there. Um, we got and uh, and a lot of WWE ones that are just like have been miscellaneous that may have not been uh, pertinent to the week, but we're gonna figure it out now. The first one is actually an NXT one, and it's probably actually oh, actually I'm going to not do this one because. It is no longer <laughs> it is no longer relevant considering they try to predict the the main event. Actually, no, this is still relevant. October second hasn't happened yet. So boom. <laughs> the October second show, NXT. So the October second show is a very, very important show. Um, it's gonna be very, very important considering it is the first head-to-head between AEW and NXT um on USA Network. Um, we have DJ Larry who has submitted this quite some time ago. He says, listen, this is going to be the, 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 the NXT show. He says on NXT, October 2nd, that show, the main event will be Cole versus Ciampa as a call out. Okay. Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa and hot take. He says, 
that there will be a Dusty Classic S tournament across all three brands this fall and winter, as hinted by the Street Profits, to show and prove that WWE Tag Division can be fired without having to beat Spot Monkeys, and he puts in parentheses Young Bucks. And, <laughs> and he says, wow. in said tourney, Hardys will pass the torch to a fan favorite. These seem all like predictions rather than hot takes, but how do you feel about what this uh, DJ Larry has said? I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a go to you first, MJ. Jeez. Well, I guess, you know, NXT has to uh, compete with the rousing Cody and Sammy Guevara match that's going to happen <laughs> October 2nd. But um, if they want to start off with a bang, I think Ciampa coming back on that show would be the right move. Um, Adam Cole right now is kind of looking for a challenger. And if you want to build up to uh, war games that is coming up or if you want to do some like you know, TakeOver X show, that would be a great statement to do. And plus with uh, with Triple H comments talking about 205 Live, NXT UK, and NXT kind of like doing this whole combined thing, there's more than enough tag teams to do a Dusty Classic. classic. And plus, you know, imagine seeing like the Grizzled Young Vets versus, you know, the Street Profits or, you know, uh, somebody for two guys from 205 Live, going against somebody from like NXT, it'd be great. So I, I like actually, I like both of those takes. I, I would put money on both. What do you, what do you, what are you rest of you guys think? Cyrus, what do you think? I'm all for it. I personally, I love wrestling tournaments and if we can get everything from all these brands, especially since um a lot of main roster talent might get shifted around as well. I'm all for it. All right. And you, Justin, what do you think? What do you think most of all? Do, do people know who Ciampa is? I think that's, but that'd be the main problem there. It's like he's been injured for quite some time. And um, yeah. that might be a problem as far as like a bankable name next to like a Cody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel as though like Ciampa would have to come back next week in order for that to be like a thing and, and kind of just start that that program immediately. But I, I don't think it's bad. I, I would really like to see what Ciampa can do I mean, he'd realistically be playing a face here, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah. think he's going to come back as a face. If if I had to do a prediction in terms of what he's coming back as, I think he's coming back as a face. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think it'd be interesting to see it for sure. But I mean, it's, it's it's wait and see for me. I'm not fully on board with that hot take. Because I mean, it's, as much as as much as I would say, like Cody, Sammy Guevara isn't really that big of a, of a popping main event, so to speak, or a huge marquee match, I'd still say that name recognition alone, these NXT guys, the one thing they do face is that not a lot of people know who they are yet. Mm, interesting. 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 I mean, I don't know how many people know who Cody Rhodes is, to be honest with you. But, um... He was on Arrow! <laughs> how many people watch Arrow? What's the, what's the a rating? Lot of people, Arrow? A lot of people watch Arrow, bro. <laughs> I, guess so. I guess so. We have another NXT hot take. This one comes from Aaron Washington... At the Aaron Wash. Um, oh, oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to skip the non-wrestling hot takes for you, DJ Larry, but just know that we love you and we appreciate your hot take. Um, this one comes from Aaron Washington the, at the Aaron Wash. He says, take over War Games predictions. He Ooh. has Ooh. Undisputed okay. Era versus Street Profits and Johnny Gargano. I guess that is the War Games match. That's uh, it? He has Velveteen Dream versus Rock. I, this was this was put a long time ago, so this was actually before I guess um, the 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 main events were sort of uh, or at least the 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 
the first NXT show was kind of like began to be booked. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had Velveteen versus Roderick Strong, which is, you know, I could see that as pos- potentially a rematch um, if, if Roderick Strong manages to take the title. Um, we have Shayna versus Bianca, too. Now, we know that there's a major Fatal 4, and actually probably by the time you listen to this, we'll know who the hell the winner is. So, <laughs> you know, we're all picking... I, I'm I, picking Bianca. I'm having a hard time figuring I out who I want to win that match. Bianca, I'm, all, I'm, I'm also going to go EO, too. I think, I, I think they should get EO there. Um, but it's like it's like a heel versus a heel though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm you're okay trying to, yeah. And um he has Riddle versus Dane in a street fight. Um, oh, which would be cool. And I think that's had, the blow. I think that's the blow off. Yeah. Uh, and he says EO versus Candace too. So a lot of this is actually like a mm-hmm. rematch kind of deal, but it's still it's, I think a fairly card. In terms of the war game match, I think it's gonna be I think it's definitely be undisputed era versus another major team. Um I think probably Street Profits, probably Gargano. And honestly, if they can get Ciampa back, it'd probably be Ciampa as the fourth man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think these are actually solid predictions. Um, I, I too, hope for Shayna versus Bianca. Um, I think Bianca deserves another shot, at least not to be hoed kind of the way that she was in New York <laughs> a couple <laughs> months ago. Um, so I think she deserves another shot, but it remains to be seen. I honestly... It could be random. We could get Candice LeRae, quite honestly, considering they just Ooh. inserted her into the match. Um, but who knows? Who knows? We'll we'll you'll know by this comes out. It's on A Show 100. This will be the day after. But you know, who knows? Um, the next one comes from. Oh, it comes from. Let's see, Michael Hickenbottom. It says, I don't know if it's the not being in Japan setting or him not being a heel, but goddamn, Kenny Omega's promos have been cringe for a hot <laughs> minute. I knew it was coming. I, as soon as you were right, I knew it was going to be about Kenny. For oh, all yeah. the no script talk AEW has gone on about, dude sounds wildly robotic. You think yeah. it's the no Japan factor, the not being in Japan? <laughs> it's only the setting... <laughs> The, the 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 time zone has got his brains a little bit scrambled or just not <laughs> formulating words well, in the way that they should be. Well, in the uh, Japan crowd, they kind of just react differently towards like uh when Kenny says stuff. Usually they're just like silent or you know they go ooh or ah. But like now that he's like in this, you know, an American setting where the crowds are much louder, like I think he does get like a complete different reaction from the people yeah i i honestly think honestly um it could be an, an aspect of like yes it's, it's completely different from in japan as well and i and honestly have we determined how good of a promo he actually was um he was always bad he was always bad. Yeah, uh, he, he actually he actually <laughs> caught a really good one two weeks ago, which is why that's funny yeah. because like the he, the problem he, he, he he yeah, the promo the promo cut against Moxley was actually damn good. It took a long time for him to like get the point across, but I thought it was really well done. I don't think it's a Japan factor because essentially when he was in New Japan, like Cyrus said, not only were they just wing and eyeing, he was also speaking in their native language. So like it's hard to tell whether this was hitting for them or not because like <laughs> it, it, we don't know what he was really saying. You think so, Japanese people were like, "Damn, he cuts a terrible promo, man." Oh, they would definitely let us know. Like, look at what they did with uh, <laughs> what, what with Kenta. Kenta. They, yeah, <laughs> they went in them YouTube. 
Man, send that motherfucker somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I will, they were I will definitely s- not fucking with it. I will say yeah. the thing that he just did on being the elite, where he's like kind of like spiraling, that was awful. Like I, yeah. I hope that he yeah. doesn't do. I don't know what that was, but some like wedding crashers esque whatever <laughs> he was trying to do, but like cut that out. And that's the problem I think with AEW two is like their main guys, they all have their own storylines that it seems like they're writing for themselves and there's no synergy to it. It's just like, oh well, this is a Kenny thing and uh this is Cody has his own thing where he's doing, you know, the heart and and the emotion and the bucks are just doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Like yeah, they're not the bucks the the bucks aren't cutting promos at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't they don't touch the mic. <laughs> that is so funny. Um we got a next one. It's from Anonymous. It says, I know this is wrong for me to say, but I've been turned off by AEW before they even had a TV. And it's all because of their vice president. Jesus. At this point, a nice humbling will do them justice. I'm not saying I want the yeah. company to go under, and then he puts a smirky emoji. But <laughs> some TNA Monday Night Wars in 2010 humbling will do them nice. Holy do you feel like... Did I send this? <laughs> it might have shit you might have oh um, my god wow do you feel like aew needs some humbling or are they just really scrappy and trying to get you know under people you're trying to you know we've seen this with so many times as us being fans of like rappers and stuff there are people who try to instigate people try to get on their people's skin so they can you know get the attention of them and then they get even more popularity because of it i think honestly a lot of po- AEW's popularity has been because of they've been in comparison to WWE as opposed to the things that they've actually done themselves. Um, I don't know if they need a humbling really, really quick. I have to see if TV sucks. Um, If they do. Here's the thing. They get humbled a lot. Like they actually get humbled every (laughs) single time they do anything. Like every single time they do something green, they get humbled directly after that. Like they get humbled a lot. I I don't know what level y'all want them to be humbled on. You know, it's just like uh, he doesn't want them to go out of business. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like they they are they actually get it a lot worse than people think. I think we are only attuned to seeing the positive of them. I think look at the timeline all was on. Woo, it was it was rough. You know, like I've never seen yeah. them. I've never seen it be so mixed mixed negative to them as it was over that weekend uh, during All Out. I mean, even with the Kylie Ray situation which still hasn't been solved, I don't see that going away anytime soon. I just don't know to what level. Like, the Impact Monday Night War, January 4th thing would probably be, you know, funny for, for the short term. But look at what that did to Impact in the long term. You know, like, right. that essentially sent them way down. You know, I, I think I'd still yeah. want AEW to be competitive at some level. I just think that there's a lot of things keeping me from interacting and engaging in them the way that they probably want other people to. Right. Right. Um, I don't want AEW to go under. Like, uh, I do think like, oh, like uh, the executives suck or whatever. But like, you have to think about like all the other talent that are on there. I don't want those people to be like jobless or, you know, going back on the indies because, you know, for them, this is a pretty good, sweet deal. And I don't want nothing bad to happen to them. I just I just want the product to be better. Yeah. Yeah. Just going off of what Cyrus said, like. You know, guys like Jungle Boy and guy, you know, mm-hmm. like the Havocs, and, and they would never get 
like this national audience without ALW. So like for that term, I wouldn't want them to go under, but like with Cody, I, I really think that this is a passion product as like him being scornful of not being one of like triple H's like NXT boys or whatever, like the new guys that they've seen and everything that he's done is kind of been in spite of them. And it's really been at the detriment of AEW, and I wish that he would kind of cut it out and just kind of worry about building his own thing. You know what I mean? Like, because it. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Ah, uh, yeah, because it's like, you know, AEW has like the guys up top, and then they're gonna have to build a bunch of guys. Now, are you gonna build them off the backs of you know what? We're warring with WWE and NXT, or we're our own thing. And we want you to like really resonate with a guy like Jungle Boy and stuff like that with the storylines that we're building. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. I don't think uh, an AEW. I I don't think AEW will go out of business sooner than later, as, as opposed to what most people think. I do think eventually, like um, I think the VPs would be shifted out even before that was even an option. Like you might not see Cody as an executive vice president or the Bucks or or Kenny. Like they might. I mean, even when WCW was at its worst, they didn't necessarily like just fold as soon as possible. They shifted around a lot of them management and all the other things to see what can work or who can save this or what you know they can sort of bring. So I I, I can't see them doing that. But you know what, anonymous, listen, maybe. Um, <laughs> this one comes from unironic wrestling fan. And this should let you know how old this is. And then this should, I don't think this will particularly be any long. He says, Sasha Banks is greater than New Japan Pro Wrestling. Wow. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, what, is go- what, are, what are we wow. doing here? And <laughs> a, the, real, the real Blue Justice. And, and an entire, an entire <laughs> brand, Sasha Banks, is Oof. better than. Um, so, yeah, let's see that. We have another one. Listen, I don't know about you. We got a lot of people in these, the hot takes. Or just scorching AEW. <laughs> um, it says this one comes from AEW hater number one. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, come on! <laughs> it says despite that corny little WWE jab on BTE, a Kenny Omega versus Adam mm-hmm. Page versus Chris Jericho match would have been fire. Do you think that match would have been fire? A Kenny Omega Chris yeah. Jericho Adam Page match? Triple yeah, threat. I think it would have been. I think it would have been good. Uh, yeah. I, I think okay. Kenny. I think Kenny does excel in like, like the junk matches, like like really wild, crazy matches. I think that he can't go in the the New Japan style anymore. But he can for sure go as like one of those triple threat matches. Like remember, the Bushi Omega Cody match from like a year ago was actually a actually a banger. I liked it a lot. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Y'all, y'all strong, y'all strong as hell for watching BND Elite. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't watch that shit. I'm so sorry, but yeah, I think the match would have been perfectly okay. Um, they can take all the jabs that they want on BND Elite. I don't watch, but like the jabs <laughs> that I do see are the ones that are, you know, they end up on the headlines, and that's the ones that like, you know, bother me the most. Hunter of uh, the horse, Hunter Horse Helmsley, or whatever, some corny <laughs> shit. It's harmless joke. 
I uh, I think it would I think it'd be a banger. I think that Hangman Page and Kenny Omega would do enough to make like the lack of athleticism that Chris Jericho kind of has because he's older. I'm not so like jabbing him, but like because he's older, it would like maybe enhance him a little bit. Like Kenny could still kind of maybe he can't get to the motor that he used to, but he could still hit it when it counts. And then like Hangman could work like serviceable and because he's the youngest but yeah i think it'd be dope it'd been dope it would have been a dope match i'm not i'm not particularly mad at it our next hot take comes from wow this is a name i haven't heard in a while kerwin white um (laughs) uh imagine kerwin white angle being in uh, 2000 in 2019 that would be amazing (laughs) i would pay to see that um he says, I think the wild card rule should stay, but only be used between 205 Live, NXT, and NXT UK. I think that's actually what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're kind of doing yeah. that now. Yeah. I yeah like he, that. He's a, you're a psychic, bro. Yeah. You're a psychic. <laughs> Curran White, my guy. All right. Um, the next one comes from Lars Sullivan's Charisma. It's oh my a, god! <laughs> oh, jeez. I haven't heard His that name in so long. <laughs> He's named me better. What? Well, I brought up, I brought him up, uh, I brought Laura Sullivan to meals, I think, in the last episode where I was like, would you rather this be Laura Sullivan in the position? Yeah. <laughs> I, no, please. Not in any situation. <laughs> All right. This is, this is our ROH one. And this one, while the last one was a psychic, this one may not be a psychic. Um, he said ROH is going to die as a company long before TNA will. AEW basically caused their demise. They just need to sell all in to the WWF. Oh, wow. WWF as a last minute payback. He says ROH. What I'm taking from this is he said ROH will die as a company before TNA will. Um, As we know from recent news, TNA will never die. (laughs) (laughs) They just won't. In in fact, TNA and ROH are are cousins. At this point, yeah. I mean, they've always been kind of cousins. but Now it's like a little bit more official, right? Yeah. Uh, does ROH have anything that WWE like wants? No, not my table. Like, like, I don't like even if ROH were to be like, hey, like you want to work with something, I don't even think you should even take them on the offer because they don't have any talent really worth using. Listen, the last talent that WWE picked up from ROH, his name was Michael Bennett, and we, we kind of know how that turned out. Um, he's disappeared from TV. Yeah, I mean, he's. I, I think the actual pregnancy started. So, <laughs> so, so much for exciting television. But yes, um, it was it was exciting for a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, no ROH, might you know ROH and TNA right now it might be you know. You might get used to them a little bit longer um, based on the recent news. Um, next one comes from Latino Heat. He says, the Roman and Daniel Bryan rivalry could be the best rivalry of 2019 if booked right. And Cesaro should go to NXT UK where he could flourish. What do you guys think of that? Roman versus yeah. Roman versus DB. Yeah. If it's still a I'm, thing. after I'm waiting for it. I'm tapping on my watch. I'm waiting for it. 
I think the writer's room is still waiting for it, too. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Bischoff is like, wait, just see where this goes. Like, come on. Like, yeah, it's like some like it is like some WCW ass like yeah. <laughs> thing that goes for like two months. Stop, uh, stop I, ripping <laughs> up my fucking <laughs> scripts. Like, I, I like the clone thing, but like, where were they going to go with that in the next following week? Like, the, the clone so could have. Listen, invite the clone. Have him reveal who it actually was after being threatened by Roman Reigns, like being actually like his life is being threatened. That kind but of like cool who stuff. is that guy? We ha- we don't ever- know because Vince tore the script up. Like we'll never know now. Like he got his five hundred dollars or whatever talent gets fucking <laughs> appearance <laughs> check, um, whatever talent appearance check he get paid these days, and we'll never see this guy again. And then you know what? He's gonna end up like on a where were they now? Like ten years from now, I promise you. I need to see that story. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I mean, it does, but I want to see how Sasha and Becky plays out. I think that's going to be pretty dope too, depending on how long they want to go. Right. And I love uh, Cesaro and NXT UK. They need another big guy because mm-hmm. they have a bunch of mid card guys that are just kind of like having matches. Yeah. So like, you need somebody who's going to go against Walter soon. So I love Cesaro there. Right, right. Yeah, of course. Um, our next one, our next hot take comes from Dixie Barter, a frequent hot taker. Um, love the name, but because we love the name. <laughs> it, it, it just is. It says, I've always been a nah, nah on a Bailey heel turn. But yo, that ending of Raw had a, a brother shocked. <laughs> Top five legit oh shit moment of the year. Did we it do go- this one? Did we? Or not? I think we did this one on 99. Oh, okay. No, no, no. We didn't do this on 99. I, I promise you we didn't do this on 99. Okay. Top right. five moment of the year. Um, and it seems like from SmackDown, she won't be over the top mean with it, which I like. What do you guys still think? We I, we never got a, I would say, let's give this to Cyrus and MJ. What have you guys thought of um, Bailey's heel turn or apparent, you know, heel turn thus far? Do you think it's a heel turn? We're having debate on it on, you know, 99 and even 100 in terms of like, is this really a heel turn? What do you think? Uh, MJ, you could go first. I don't think it is. I think it's just basically her by necessity. She's standing by her best friend, Sasha Banks. And plus, she's had everybody kind of doubt her saying like, you know, she's been there since Sasha left and she's been the champion ever since. You know, she cashed in that money in the bank and everybody's still doubting her saying, like, can she be the face of the women's division? So she just kind of acted out of necessity and she did what she she stood by her best friend. So I don't like that was shocking to me, too. But I don't think it was like a full heel, heel turn. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's a full heel turn, especially like the SmackDown after it was just like, why are you guys like this? I'm just standing by my friend. Y'all right. tripping. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from. Like, I'm standing by my friend. Everybody, like, doubts me. Everybody thinks, you know, Becky's better than me, but I'm a champion as well. And show me some damn respect. And I I respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said it, too, last week. I, I think that this is a long play that will, and I this could be wrong, too, that could lead to Sasha bailey as survivor series and after sasha finally gets her main goal which is the the women's title she discards bailey and is like whatever like i never needed you and that causes another uh another turn for bailey's character where she has to basically uh redeem herself in the eyes of the fans 
because she looks stupid mm-hmm. after siding with yep. Sasha and then getting turned on again because Bailey's yes. kind of stupid. Yes. Um, this next one comes from not Dave Meltzer. Um, it says, <laughs> not a hot take, but when is the wrestling community going to get Dave Meltzer the hell out of here? I cleaned that I'm up. I'm saying. Um, We've been trying. Dude is compromised. <laughs> Why is he still giving a lane? Um, listen, there are many people on the internet. While we aren't particular Dave Meltzer, there are many people on the internet who are, you know, particular Dave Meltzer and do that. And, and you know, it's not us, unfortunately. But we... Not that our goal is to get him out of here, but I think we as a, you know, community and even thinking of just the A-Show network as well, we're so, we're, we're great. We're people who pay attention to the product. And I think we're a lot cooler than Dave Meltzer. And I think <laughs> we're going to do our best to provide you with sort of an alternative. And even if it isn't, you know, just the, the, the wild things that he says, we're going to, you know, we do the best that we can. So we're going to try our best without getting him out the paint by physically doing it. Hey, hey, man. Hey. <laughs> this, is, this is the last episode. This is the last episode. This is the last episode we can do this, but you want to know why he's still in? He's still in? The Crackers. That's why. Wait, wait. Run that back one more time? The Crackers. Okay. <laughs> All, right. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, I used to listen to the... Uh, visit the world uh, ob- uh wrestling observer as well but like when i would listen i i would listen to mike sempervivi i think he's way better than uh brian and uh dave i i'm just confused on like why people will actually give dave their money for him to be wrong yeah to be scummy to be like a really like poor journalist and it's just like at this point, I don't even know why we're even like taking him as seriously to this point. Uh, I'm I'm definitely over it. The Roman Reigns thing was disgusting for me, and that was the last straw. Like the whole like yeah. Roman Reigns to cancer thing that he was doing. Like I respect that he was he's been you know at this for years and years and years, but everybody could tell ever since he's been buddy buddy with the elite that his coverage has been completely negatively slanted towards the wwe and i just can't really respect that like call it down the line you know what i mean like we do that with you know if the wwe does something bad we call it like if the aow says something good we we call it he doesn't so also before the roman reigns thing you have to remember uh the steroid thing where he was just like somebody name reigns is using steroids and he was like really alluding to roman reigns when it was Fucking Luther Reigns, and then it was like, <laughs> "You're a journalist. Clean that shit. Clean that up. Yeah, what also, are you doing?" Also, the uh, the R with the the Michael Elgin thing with with the uh, with, with that girl. Yeah. Uh, he also had he also the, called uh, Peyton Royce not pretty. Peyton. Yeah, Peyton is, yeah. Royce. Uh-huh. The uh, the N word is, is and Mark are the same type of on the same level of disrespect. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so let's get it. Uh, let's free, let's frequently make that a. A weekly thing. Let's not get Dave Meltzer out of here. I think we'll get him out of here ourselves by just doing what we do. Like it's the oh we should yeah. oh we should look at his Twitter and then like find the most ridiculous thing he oh. said for the week. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Why not? And then call, and then call it out. Yeah. Uh, let, let's get one more hot take in this. Um. Let's see. Actually, we we still have some. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start running them. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'll start running them. Everybody give a, just one sentence on what you. Okay. 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 Because these they're good. Trust me. 
Um, this one comes from Z-Man. It says, Chris Jericho is a geek part two. <laughs> His washed ass. Homie made Adam Page, cowboy geek, look like he should have <laughs> never been near another world title match. This goof went on his podcast and said oh that the E God. buries their legend. You mean like Goldberg at SummerSlam or Taker at Extreme Rules? He's literally forcing himself to be critical because of a check. Oh, Mickey Rourke looking ass. Um, <laughs> oh wow. <my> God. <laughs> I don't know if that warrants a response, but that was the hot take. Um, um, that's, my, take of, that's the best hot take in 100 weeks. <laughs> my, my, my one sentence would be, I like that Undertaker match. <laughs> Oh. My one sentence would be, uh, at least Mickey Rourke was in shape in the, for the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, let's see. This one comes from Jay-Z's hairline. Wow. <laughs> AEW clearly ain't learning from TNA. They're coming off very TNA 2007. We hate to see it. Mm-mm. We're going to pour one up and the inevitable happens. Um, AEW, uh, TNA 2007? Uh, yeah. I mean, actually... More- yeah. More WCW to me. Yeah, more a little bit more WCW. I would say that. Um, uh, more uh, CZW. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Oh my god! Um, more superhuman. Next, oh my god! <laughs> this next one comes from Beer Money Guy. It says Bobby Roode is fine just being a guy who rotates being a tag team guy. He's literally great at it. Why force him to be a main event guy when the audience ain't here for it? You feel like Roddy Roode, perennial tag team guy. I agree with this hot take. That's my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, is Bobby Roode the guy? Is what he's saying. Is, should we force him to be a guy, or just he's just good as a tag team guy? He might be. Mm. He might be the new Billy Gunn of this era. I don't know. Wow. Um, no, that's hurtful. <laughs> oh wow. I'm Kit sorry, James? Bobby. I'm sorry, Kit Robert Roode. KP. KP. EKM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my one cent not everybody needs to be the guy this is true yeah I'm gonna my one sentence is he's fine where he's at yeah yeah um, this one comes from a realist it says people need to kill the you go up to NXT you fail narrative there's way more success than just complete fails I mean I think he means uh, you go up from yeah. NXT huh or you mean like going back down Oh, go yeah, yeah, you go um go down to NXT. Yeah, there's more success than yeah. I guess so. I mean, the verdict is still on Tyler Breeze and Fandango. What was going to happen with that? Um, I don't know okay. if we're getting this wrong, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, this comes from the. It looks like the A minus show. Um, it says wow. we need to get Roman versus Andrade before the end of the year. That is all. Ooh. Hell yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, I would like see Andrade needs to win. Andrade needs to win. That's my sentence. That is that is true. Um, we got one from Antonio Salgado. Shout out to him. He says Ricochet will end up a top ten performer in WWE history. That is a scorching hot take, in my opinion. Yes, Queen. <laughs> will Ricochet end up top ten performer? You might be top. If- if we could move past all the 90s and 80s steroid dudes, yes. <laughs> who is going to be better? Who is going to be better than him? Who? A lot of people. It, who? Like, Who's going to be better than him? People. What's the like, one thing he needs wrestling. to work on other than mic work? Other than mic work? Pause. Uh, 
Oh, oh really? We're doing that on 100? Um, <laughs> let's see. What does he need to work on? Actually, I think, you know what? He has great athleticism. I think he needs to work on much more of the like the story in the actual match. Um, he needs accolades. That's, That's true. What he, needs. he also needs accolades. You can't be with top ten of all time, but just the U.S. championship. That, you know, reign that lasted three weeks, and you won't sit at an but, old guy. Oh, so why why can't he be? <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. Whatever, Neil. You're biased, bro. <laughs> you hate black people. Like, what is going on? Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> this next people. one comes from Sid Jones, aka Mr. Cash Out King on Twitter. He says, What's up, y'all? Big fan of the podcast. I believe my first episode was Seth F. and Rollins N Word episode. That was a good one. I'm, <laughs> that was uh, a great episode. I'm that very, was a great fucking I'm very proud of that. Um, and I've been hooked ever since. He says, Anyways, my hot take is that WrestleMania women's matches next year should be Ronda versus Asuka. And then a fatal four-way horsewoman match. I think there's big bucks, but I feel like these matches will be even bigger. Um, I say the Asuka thing, her stock is kind of falling, falling a little bit. They'd have to do a lot to recoup her. And then the fatal four-way, I think, is inevitable. Asuka just needs to be there. And then, you know, she'll be back. I think yeah, the fatal four-way will actually happen, though. Yep, uh, I, I agree with that. I think that's going to be the main event next year. Will you be there, Mills? Uh, probably not. Me in Tampa? Not. I don't know. All right, all right, go away. All right. I saw your MSG seat, bro. I'm going to tap your pockets. All right, all right, shut up. Okay. Let me tap your pockets, baby. This one comes from Rath Trollins, or Trollins. I don't know. Rath Trollins. It says, Seth Rollins may not be the best pro wrestler on earth, but he is certainly better than AJ Styles and Chris Jericho right now and Steampunk all time. Unlike what the MSG crowd at Raw would like to believe. Now, Seth Rollins said he was the best in the world at MSG, and people were like, boo. And I was like, what are we doing? What 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 are we doing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Seth Rollins isn't the best in the world, but I don't think people should boo that. Like, let the man think what he thinks, man. He's, he's not, he's not the best confident? in the world, but he's not terrible. Like, what the fuck? Like, he's yeah. better than a lot of people. And then they try to they try to start a little bit of a, a Chris Jericho chant. I think someone tried to get all the bubble. Um in the crowd, but you know, drowned out by your chance, obviously. That bubbly thing was the best thing to happen to AOW, and that actually says a lot. <laughs> yes, it's actually true. It's actually true. Yeah, Chris Let's Jericho go. in a in a best in the world competition in, in what in a time machine? What the? <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. But let Seth Rollins think what he wants to believe. I don't know what to say. Let him, let him believe what, it. What's wrong with being confident in yourself? Yeah, if it makes him the best, if it makes him better at wrestling and we get better matches out of Braun Strowman, why not? You know? Um, See, I'm confident and everybody on Twitter hates me from Europe. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, man. Obviously. Um, this one comes from Duggar Twitter at Douglas Christ. Shout out to Douglas Christ. Shout out to Douglas Christ, man. He says, I've thought. I've always thought Cody was the wrestling definition of the mid is selling. But with the news that Cody has already given himself an AEW world title match, I'm convinced that all he's trying to do is live the real life gimmick of Shane McMahon. Ooh. That's a bar. Is he? He. I mean, if Cody Rhodes starts showing up in Jays, it might be a, you know. Wow. Or, or gets an Adidas Whoa. sponsor or something. I don't it'll, know. It'll be loafers. 
Nick Jackson putting them on to the uh, to the ones. Well, let's be clear. They're going to be New Balances. We already know these wear. The official sponsor of AEW. Sacconis. Skechers. Sacconis and Cracker Barrel. That is... So I like funny. that hot take. That I, I love how negative these get. These hot takes get way more negative than either of us, all four of us could ever get, you know, easily, together. Easily. That oh, just wow. proves our fan base is just really cool. By the just way. as toxic as we are. Yeah, so. easily. <laughs> um, this next one comes from Run Keldat. Uh, it says Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns on the premiere episode of SmackDown will be Roman's best match to date. Um, who knows? Who knows? If it happens. I'm all for it. If it doesn't happen, we'll see. I think, um, to be quite honest with you, I don't know what they're going to do for the premiere episode, but they probably should start announcing it right now. Yeah. They that's, a, to, that's a huge sure. week. That's a yeah. huge week. It's a huge week in pro wrestling, man. And we're going we're gonna to be all over it. Shit. Um, this next one comes from Slat Patterson. It says, <laughs> Bailey isn't turning heel yet. Vince just realized Clash of Champions is in Flair country. This uh, we did this on ninety nine. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, we, we did, did that on ninety nine. Yes. Well, shout out to Slap Patterson. I just wanted to say the sense. name over again. Yeah. Um, this one comes from Perk Gable. Okay, we might have did this one on ninety nine. No, too. no, we definitely didn't. No, do this I, one. I haven't heard this name. Perk Gable. He says Oscar should be the one to take the title from Becky. I agree. Yes, we need more Oscar. Listen, yeah. man, I love Oscar. She was she was at one point my favorite wrestler on the roster. I here's my thing. Can't talk, and and I, that's the big problem is that she she just can't talk. In Listen. NXT, you don't gotta really talk. Listen. Like Shannon Baszler never cuts promos, but like Oscar, she gonna have to talk every week. Listen, Oscar can do. Oscar can do the. She's she's got gaming channels. She's getting out there. Yeah. She, she's a. Uh, it's still I still the make it make sense episode. Still one of the top <laughs> A show episodes of all time. I'll say oh, that. God. Yeah. <laughs> Because it still hasn't made sense yet. I don't know where the sense is at. I feel like I'm sounding like Stephen A. right now. But, like, I <laughs> I don't know where the sense is at right now, but it's not making it. Um, let's, uh, let's put it back on Oscar. Let's put Oscar back in contention. That's what I would like what's, to say. What's crazy is that, like, Paige was her, you know, mouthpiece. And that did nothing for them. No, because it didn't make all. no fucking sense. They didn't make it, it, it make it, sense, bro. Yeah, like... They brought out Paige from wherever the hell she was. Instagram. And, you know, my my, <laughs> my Kabuki <laughs> Warriors are going to do this. My Kabuki Warriors are going to do that. And they end up doing nothing. And then Paige just disappears. To Ronnie Radke's house. Mm-hmm. But uh, where is Kari Sane? Yeah, she's she more than anyone got the shit end of the stick here. She got called mm-hmm. up and got immediately put into a tag team. It's like insane how, how like much they like royally fucked up her call up like you want to talk about oscar i feel terrible for Kyrie saying bro because she's gone seriously like well, i i do feel like it's going to be another oscar situation if she's just on tv i feel like you know like she'll be back but like right now it's just like what are, what are we doing i agree what are we doing what are we doing with oscar make it make sense um we got a two more um um green jean ogreland um, wow <laughs> That's a good one, man. I think Mark would like enjoy that. that one. Green Dream Oakland. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> There's another AEW one. It's crazy that Cody oh is the God. worst wrestler out of the four AEW VPs. 
but yet his matches are the yeah. only ones that feel like actual matches instead of spot exhibitions with B movie facial expressions. No, no, he says guest developmental really does help. Wow, wow. <laughs> this was I, like I, I, I love it. Oh, go ahead. No, I love this because it was like an insult, but then we coming back with a compliment, but not really. <laughs> but like, shout out to WWE because their developmental really does help. Um, but yes, go on. I, you say that those matches don't have a lot of spots. It might not be like the Bucks ladder match that is, you know, ladder, table, all this stuff. But still, all those run-ins... All those, you know, the smoke and mirrors, all that other crap. I count that stuff as a spot. And it really hurts Cody's character. And he has not stopped doing that since he got on the Indies. He has to, I feel like he has to kind of do that because it takes away from us really looking at him in ring. And he's really limited, like really limited. So like he books his own matches to be like the whole like emotional things that kind of like melts in them go goo goo gaga over. To be like, oh, well, like he just had a three-star match again. But you know what? He hugged his bloody brother in the middle of the ring. So there we go, you know? Family. But, but you can see the, uh, the Shane Spears match where, you know, interferences, run-in, Arn Anderson is there for Arn some Anderson. freaking reason. Yeah, something. That's WCW. <laughs> just <laughs> that yeah. run-ins. Like uh, dusty finishes. Yeah, dusty finishes a shit ton of blood, and it's just like, what are we doing here? He's trying, you know, he's trying to. He's a, uh, he's a, uh, he's what we I would like to say the Troy Ave of wrestling. He's trying to restore the feeling. <laughs> um, so that is that is what Cody Rhodes is. We have a last one. We have one. Okay. And I'm I'm glad we saved this for last because Justin gave this person a challenge. Justin said, hey, you've been telling that hot take for five years. Come back with a new one. So our last hot take comes from the one and only Busby. Oh, um, no. <laughs> oh, no. Let, says, me, let me leave. It says, first of all, his non-wrestling hot take says, I'm a Drake fan. Trust me, we know, bro. Um, <laughs> we, we're 100% aware. Um, his wrestling hot take, however... Shane McMahon is not a believable heel in 2019 compared to his real heel run back in the Attitude Era. First, uh, I think Shane is actually a really good heel. Shane is <laughs> really good. <laughs> like People hate him. I yeah. think Busby is Shane McMahon 2019. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Holy wow. Yeah, oh, I think wow. he's Busby McMahon. Here wow, takes. Wow, okay. Yo, I would pay Bugsby. I would pay a lot of money to see you do a coast to coast. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. All right. I I, I love Busby. <laughs> I love Busby. Shout out to him. Shout out to his show. We love Busby. We love Busby. Also shout well over. Busby. Shout out to this podcast, which is also well over a hundred episodes. We just reaching there. We'll we'll catch up to you soon enough. Yeah. Shout um, out. Make sure you make sure you're, you know, he's a fan, classic wrestler rap, you know, follow him on Twitter if you like Drake and want to hear exciting things about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, no. I bet the first 193 episodes or whatever he at right now is you know him what? hating Drake. <laughs> just for old time's sake, 100th episode, let's read his most recent oh, no. tweet. Oh, if no. If you just get an inkling of what's going on in the brain of hey, Buffy. 
<laughs> if you if you're waiting for your Drake uh song to drop at 3 a.m. and you're feeling alone, don't just go on the TL. Bugsby is there waiting with you. Bugsby 100% <laughs> there. He is a Drake fan. Let's see if I can find a good uh just a one that isn't a retweet, just so Justin can kind of see what he's been missing out on. Because <laughs> Justin blocked Busby a long time ago. Um, and, then, and, and then they no, but then they made up, and then he said, "I'm still not unblocking. I'm, I'm not unblocking. Him. Why? Why ruin a good thing?" Is what yeah. he said. We uh, we work much better this way. <laughs> it's just it just one, works. All right. So here's a tweet from Margo for a couple hours ago. He says, "All righty, Amazon Prime got one with Undone." <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well, no, the, i'm gonna check out wrong undone. i'm gonna check out undone i'm gonna check out undone i don't want that is what you're missing laugh at him. no justin's laughing at him i'm not laughing at him i'm i'm weak i'm very weak at this <laughs> we shall see what happens but thank you guys for joining us on the hot takes we, we needed your help mj and, and cyrus thank you no problem, um, man. you can Happy check out their respective shows if you want to you know f- listen to what mj's got to say especially on the aew and the nxt side of things you can listen to the call up it drops every friday and it will drop this friday on the heels of this big ass nxt show that we got going on Jeez. Uh, yeah so you know you got it's it's a live it's a weekly show it's the third brand you got your you got your work cut out for you my guy M- mj did you ever expect that it would get like this real for you within like the first 30 episodes <laughs> No, but I love it. I, I'm I'm glad that I got to be a part of this. Like I remember when you guys started the A show like long ago and I, I was a big fan and you guys included me in the family. I'm just glad that I get to do this every week, man. So thank you, everybody. No problem. And Cyrus, you can listen to the death matches, the blood sports, the 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 independent, <laughs> you know, glory battle fest that he's got going on on spot callers yes. once a month with him and justin whatever gory weird death light to be let, let's be clear yeah. let's be clear spot callers is the only show on rnc network that robbie rab has been on <laughs> it's, it's robbie rab approved listen that's enough that should be enough for you and he's gonna be on it again trust me um we're Go going ahead. over everything on the indie scene. We're trying to get, well, I'm trying to get more obscure with the shows that we watch uh, next year. But trust me, we have a whole bunch of nice stuff going uh, going on over there. And if you don't want to hear any more, uh, if you're not a big fan of the WWE, I'll be here waiting for you. Yeah, go on over to yeah. Spot Callers. Trust me, it's a, it's a great alternative to all of this. Um, but yeah, man, thank you guys for the hot takes. We will be back. With more A Show 100, baby. Come on. Fuck it. God, this fight at the Blink 182 concert. Can Mark (laughs) Hoppus just like, come on. He just have one show. And it's not just Blink 182. It was Blink 182 and Lil Wayne. So you kind of know... You know, one was on one side of the audience. Enzo was like, yo, I came for Wayne, bro. And Joey Janela's like, you know, all the small things. That's my jam. I remember that from big grade fan school. Of, uh, uh, big fan of take off your pants and jacket, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So they got to squaring up. Um, not a good look for Joey Janela, to, <laughs> to be honest with you. No, not at all. He looks nah. like, a, he look like a punk. <laughs> you look like, I don't know if they were... You know what? I don't even want to give any 
country to them. They should have fought if they really wanted to fight. Uh, but he looks like a complete punk. It, it just It's just sad. It's just not good. All right. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that was our last segment there. Really great hot take segment. Thank you to Cyrus and uh, MJ. You know, check out Spot Callers and also the call up on the A Show uh, network. This has been a tremendously long episode. I'm pretty sure you guys are ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it's been very, very long. But I mean, it's it's the hundredth episode. Like, what are we gonna do, really? Like, it's a it's just been such a great experience running through the last hundred episodes, the last ninety nine episodes, and now this being the hundredth has been so great, man. Like. Oh, man, like, I don't know what to say. What do we say after we've said it all, essentially? Uh, we we give thanks, you know. Uh, I mean, thank you to, of course, our guests, that guy, Greg, uh, Cornell Gunter, um, again, Cyrus and MJ, uh, Sinvidius for joining us on the show. Um, Emilio, thank you for always supporting us. Um, Kaz, thank you for always supporting us and. Uh, hopefully we can finally get you on the show very soon in the next 100 episodes. Thanks to everyone in RNC who, who has always kind of pushed us to continue to do this show, right? And pushed and 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 really just gotten on the 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 team based on what this show did and based on what you and I were doing, and and the the you know the audience that we were able to create. Uh, shit. Thank thanks to Alexis Young Lightfoot as well she she was always a, a big supporter of us uh thanks to man who else what should we think so i've got all right so i'm gonna run down like the people who've been featured on this podcast um and just thank them all you know one big thanks we gotta thank our first guest ever believe it or not our first guest ever rob ugly new york yeah. Wow. Who would have thought it? You, you, with the first Rumble, sort of our first Rumble winner, Ugly New York, Rob. Got to thank Amp. Amp always supports. Amp was on the WrestleMania episode earlier this year. He's been featured on a couple episodes. Shout out to Amp. Um, RAOP Gaming, Gang Gang. Um, Chris Mack. Chris Mack. Rappers are actors. Always been part of this. I remember the time also we had Jeff and Mark on it. We got to do that again, by the way. I feel like we were missing the crossover the the RSPN A show deal needs to happen again. Yeah, um, it does. We got, we got Bill. Shout out to Bill. Bill Hanstock, um, always a cool guy. Um, we also had Ernest Wilkins on here. Shout out to Ernest Wilkins. We had um, damn, we didn't have a guest for a while. Shit. I mean, <laughs> when you're able to do this, you know, it's it's. I think a lot of it is just like, yo, who else? But you know. We're trying to establish ourselves. And I remember one thing that sort of Greg, um, he told us sort of off air during the first, he was like, yo, I love how you guys have kind of just established yourselves and you guys don't really need a guest. You guys can really just bounce everything off one another. And I thought that was cool as well, is that sort of establishing ourselves throughout, I think we did our first guest to our 15th episode. Like, no. And, 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 and so many things like that. I mean, also want to give a shout out to Jeff J, Jeff J of Bleacher Report. Um, also filling featured in for on me. that, yeah, filling it, filling in. Um, Greg is always young little foot, all this other stuff, but we haven't had too many guests. Um, we've had more recently. Shout out to Ben Coyle, shout out to the fellows of the Rassel, you know, the Rassel chat and things like that. Shout out to um, 
Shout out to Darius. Darius, who was the other Royal Rumble winner who won for the Women's Royal Rumble, who's featured on the show. And now we've built like this budding friendship based on like Pokemon, uh, wrestling and all these other things. So that was cool. Like this show's bringing people together. This show's, you know, at least I feel like more people now are happier to say after this show that like, listen, I have friends who watch wrestling, who listen to wrestling and these kind of guys are like people who talk about the sport in such a cool way. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, I'm, I'm hard with uh, for outros. Like, if you've ever read, read any of my pieces, the hardest part for me to write is the conclusion. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always you bring the main idea back in the conclusion. As a, as a, as any, any writer knows, you bring all the main ideas back. But you got to stick the I landing too, which is like, I don't know if it's like tough for me, but something to come up with witty to close the thing off. It's always been tough for me, but. You have way more experience in this field than I do. Well, I, I think that we 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 end as we began. Uh, meals. Let's do Wonderful. this show. Let's continue to do this show. Let's continue to do the show. I mean, I for the first 100 episodes, I can't say that uh, it's been a blessing to continue this for 100 weeks straight. I think that was a goal of ours and just be able to accomplish that and see how far we can take it. Um and, and and continue to push and continue to present this weekly content and hopefully it continues to grow. That's really kind of what I want. I want this platform to continue to grow. I want it to just be, you know, just from becoming like the podcast that you love to listen to and you put your friends on a little bit to actually becoming something that people can support. And all, all you day oneers, all you 100ers, you episode 100ers can say like, listen, I listened to them early on. I got on them early before they were on TV, before they were on, uh, before they were featured on WWE programming or, you know, I don't know if we'll ever reach AEW programming, but <laughs> like, yeah. But before we reach all of these different things, man, like it's a it's a blessing. It's a blessing to reach here this far and to be able to do the things that we've done thus far, man. All right. So as always, uh I love RNC, but it's not about them this episode. Um follow us lo- at RNC Radio Live. Yeah, I love them. But yes, it's not about them this episode. Uh thank you all, everyone, black, white, Asian, blue, green. You know, damn. Why is it? Why is it always blue green after Asian? That's what I always want to figure out after this race thing, man. I don't know. I just that's just the way I did it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank, thank you all for listening to the A Show. Um, we we we're only just beginning. Just to just to kind of give a give a breadcrumb. <laughs> that's the, what's coming next. We, this is just the beginning of what we're gonna do. Uh, and hopefully, you know, you guys will f- continue with us down this road uh, with the Kings the Pro Wrestling Podcast. For Meals, I'm Justin. I'm going to just take this word right out of your mouth because, you know, you I don't know if this is going to last very long. Our, our champion is currently still black. Wow. <laughs> our champion. Listen, our champion is still black and still proud. I'm I'm happy that we got to do the show and experience this in real time and the and the and the proudness I felt. My champion will always be black, you know, just like my president is always black. I don't, you know, my president is Obama. My president ain't whatever is in the White House right now. You know what I'm saying? But like, okay. just in case that happens, also happy Rusev Day to everybody. Just a little classic throwback. Um, yeah. Happy Rusev Day. Seth, MF and Rollins in. 
this is wow. the last the last episode we will be cussing. So Seth right, fucking man. Rollins, nigga. Fuck out of here. <laughs> See you guys next week.